With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. free speech to free minds you're listening to the david knight show as the clock strikes 13 it is wednesday the first of december year of our lord 2021 Day 625 of the world held hostage. Well, folks, this is the David Knight Show. I'm Tony Arterburn. I'm filling in for the great David Knight. I put together, I believe, an interesting show for all of you. I've got... Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but not necessarily in that order in the first hour. In the second hour, we're going to be joined by my good friend and researcher, Billy Ray Valentine, host of The Infinite Fringe, and my co-host over on America Unplugged. We're going to discuss QAnon, Cambridge Analytica, and all aspects of mind control in our current reality, so... Stay tuned for that. In the third hour, I'm going to take calls. I've got that set up. I've got uh, the DLive chat will be in place, so I'll be paying attention to that. So questions and comments, and, of course, the phone lines will be open. <laughs> I will tell you again that I am my own producer, right? So uh, be patient with me. I, um, I have to control every. I have to push all the buttons myself and keep my soundboard going. So um, I will try to get to everyone, but this is a lot of fun. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm in studio with beans, the brave, my uh, 13 pound Chihuahua mix who now lives on a mountain in the Ozarks. And uh, we, uh, we've been getting up. She's like, why are we, why is it dark? You know, we usually leave uh, my land around eight o'clock every morning, right about the time I'm turning on this show. And I look forward to doing that again. Um, but this is such an honor and sitting in. I've gotten uh, so much great feedback, and I really do appreciate that. So let's just kind of dive in. Obviously, uh, 
the news du jour will be covered uh, throughout the next uh, three hours. But, you know, I, I pick out the highlights and the things that, uh, well, they, they're loaded with questions. And this is part of the good, the bad, and the ugly. And as a matter of fact, there's a story in the first hour that, uh, again, I, I have to say, I, I didn't uh, do this on purpose, but I found a story that's uh, close to home. And, uh, and it's kind of related to how we should view uh, the ruling class. You know, Charlie Robinson was on yesterday. He called it the predator class. It's so apropos uh, for, for what they're doing to us, you know, what they've been doing, what they've done to the planet, what they've done to our civilization. I look at the consequences of having these psychopaths and sociopaths reach the top, the upper echelons, right? The halls of power and then never let go. And it, of course it has consequences, but we all live in a different reality. I'm going to speak to that. And the differences that we can make on a person to person micro level, you know, we may not be able to go and, and fix Washington. I, I believe it's, it's broken beyond repair. Uh, as I tell my audience, you know, when the tower of Babel's falling over, get out of the way, don't try to prop it up. You know, there are no, I, I don't believe there are, uh, white hats, you know, that's one of the QAnon myths. I think, uh, the term deep state is kind of, um, antiquated, uh, the term deep state and I use it too. Because it does describe like a hidden hand, like the actors you don't see. But I think the deep state should just be called the state. I mean, that's that's where I'm at. I, I think you can make change on a local level and a person to person. And the, the type of philosophy and faith that we carry around and the energy that we exude makes a difference in the world. So I'm going to talk to, about that and accord, kind of juxtapose that to what governments do. All right. In this first hour. But let's talk about Jim Cramer you know, the host of Mad Money, someone I haven't followed, I guess, ever. Uh, you know, I started paying attention to him a little bit before the 2008 crash. Um, he's one of those people that uh, just kind of gets a pass for being uh, extremely wrong. But I, I tell you, before I get into this story, and, I, and you, you guys probably know what this is about, and it has to do with the, uh, with the, the experimental injection and the Trump juice. And uh, the people that worship it like a god. But I, I start looking at these headlines. And one of the things that I've learned, especially after the 2008 debacle and how the financial systems work. And, you know, when I, when I looked at when I learned about fiat currency, when I really figured that out, uh, it, it changed my viewpoint about economics. It changed my viewpoint about uh, being an entrepreneur. I was raised uh, by a great entrepreneur. My, my father, I mean, really just started from zero. You know, and by the time he was 30, he owned a bank and, you know, 40 convenience stores. And I, I just grew up building buildings and putting up, uh, you know, new stores and, you know, getting new gasoline trucks. That's what I grew up around. It was it was a lot of work. Uh, it was it was risk. It was um, it was an adventure, you know, and I, I thought, well, that's what I want to do when I get older. And I still do. I mean, I have my own uh, business and, uh, you know, I work uh, is, uh, seven days a week most of the time. Um, but I don't have, I don't know, there's something about the, our, our modern culture with its uh, casino style. Um, I, you look at the entertainment, you look at the news channels, you look at everything. It's like everybody wants to hit the lottery and especially in the, in the stock market. And you continue this, uh, this cycle and you get these people like Kramer. And uh, even in the face of losing all your freedom, right, even in the face of, of you know, psyops and 
everything that our, our impending collapse of a country, like everything, they still, you know, want to keep you in the casino. Like they want to, they don't really talk about the big issues. And of course, when they do, they're flat out wrong. And it just reminded me last couple of years, you know, if you look at some of these people and these commentators like Jim Cramer, these people that are in love, like these Gordon Gecko wannabes, you know, I look at them in, in our current reality, folks, isn't it interesting? I mean, are 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 they are they proud of themselves for being the rat in the maze that got the most cheese? I mean, that's what really that's uh, when you're acquiring wealth without freedom, when you're acquiring things, right? When you when you're acquiring the illusion of abundance in a failed state or a dystopia, are, are you uh, are you self actualizing? Are you successful? Are you a success if you have the money but no freedom? Right. If you if you are a cog in a machine, if you can be told what to do by the government, what what medicines to take, where to go, how to sleep, who, who you can associate with, how you can, uh, you know, whether you should social distance or not or mask a child. I mean, if you live in that reality, does your portfolio matter? I mean, really? No, I don't think so. I mean, you're the rat with the most cheese. Congratulations. It seems to me hollow, you know. And that's, again, you know, there's, there's something to be said. You know, the philosophers knew this. Jesus talked uh, a lot about this, about, uh, you know, it's easier for a, a rich man or a, either for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than the rich man to enter the kingdom. Something to that, right? I, I, don't, um, I don't harp on that a lot. I don't think that you have to be poor and have no belongings and, you know, throw away every material thing to be spiritual at all. And I think you can be very wealthy and be very spiritual. I agree that that is the case. But I look at these people and I see the hollowness. I see the, uh, I don't know, the, the soullessness of it, the futility of it. And I just wanted to bring that to your attention. It's something I always think in philosophical terms. <laughs> Sometimes That's what my, when I first see a story, I go, oh, he's the rat with the most cheese. He's really proud of it. So let's talk about Jim Cramer. <laughs> this is a zero hedge. Jim Cramer demands Biden impose military enforced vaccine mandate for all Americans. CNBC's Jim Cramer has drawn quite a bit of attention for himself by demanding in a rant on his show, Mad Money, that President Biden impose a vaccine mandate, something that leaders in Europe are already discussing. Yeah, we got to get that experimental juice in you. Kramer's pleas come days after the administration revealed it would extend the deadline for federal workers to get the jab as to prevent a federal, the federal bureaucracy from grinding to a screeching halt. Oh, I'm all about that. Please grind to a screeching halt. While Kramer devoted much, much of the show to discussing the financial impact of Omicron and how investors might benefit, he closed with what Mediate described as an impassioned rant. So let's, uh, let's pull up. Jim Cramer here. I, I believe I've got his uh, his story here. I'll pull it up on our view screen. Let's let's check out his little little rant, shall we? Lord knows what happened if you didn't partake. But back then, anyone who refused to get vaccinated would get ratted out immediately because we knew that person could hurt other people. The common wheel was a, a common wheel. Now we're engaged in a similar struggle with COVID, and Eisenhower would be aghast. We have immunocompromised people who are incubators for every variant to come, walking around lawfully unvaccinated. That's psychotic. We have companies that have tried hard to get people vaccinated now backing down. 
We have governors who want to be president by grandstanding on a foolish state's right issue, the right to get sick and get other people sick. So it's time to admit that we have to go to war against COVID. Require vaccination universally. Have the military run it. If you don't want to get vaccinated, you better be ready to prove your conscientious objector status in court. And even then, you need to help in the war effort by staying home until we finally beat this thing. So, yeah, he's talking again. He mentions uh, being ratted out and, of course, using the military. Eisenhower would be a gas at people walking around uh, choosing their own treatments. And again, uh, let's look at um, uh, we should examine Jim Cramer's portfolio. What, what's I'm sure you're you're really into the uh, the the big pharma stocks and, of course, who pays the bills there. Uh, on these networks, right? These, this is a, this is a time for you to reflect, especially. Look, I, I know people that um, follow some of these commentators, and, and one by one, they're dropping away. Why would you listen to anything this man says ever again? I mean, yeah, you maybe give him a pass on his politics, but this is beyond the pale, right? This is authoritarianism. This is, I mean, look, if he's talking about free markets, how can you have a free market without freedom? What does that even mean? No, he's he's a shill. For big corporations, right? I'm I, in every respect, uh, he is a thug. That's what he is, right? And so, again, one of the reasons that we uh, that I bring this up and we want I wanted to talk about it was this is a good time to examine all things, right? As we this season, <laughs> this season of of the apocalypse of the unveiling, you know, your attitudes toward wealth. Now, you should protect wealth, right? And that's what I do with my business. But I mean the Again, store your treasures up in heaven. Like this is uh, this is one of those times to reflect. What is it? What uh, you know? For what a man profited, right? If he uh, lo- loses his uh, gains the world, but loses his own soul, that's where we are. That's what Jim Cramer has done. He's talking about lawfully, lawfully unvaccinated. You ever heard that term? Well, it'd be one thing too. And these people. This is why I find it so disingenuous. If you're an actual researcher, if you're somebody who's uh, uh, you know, curious at all. Do you look at statistics? Do you look at the VAERS website? Do you, um, have you looked into alternative uh, media at all? Or are you just following the line of the Mockingbird Press? Because the last time I checked it, they keep uh, giving people injections, but people still have the COVID, right? They still have the, the so-called disease, right? Or they still have it. It's still going out. There's new variants, how do you explain that? They explain it by saying the unvaccinated, but you get places like Africa who they just punished and they didn't have mass vaccinations. They didn't have the central banks doing helicopter money to their governments yet to give them the, uh, the jab. So, and also they didn't have CNN in all their airports. So I guess they, they didn't worry about it. They said they were done with it, but now, you know, the Omicron strain and everything else, he's not curious. It's time to put away childish things. Turn off Jim Cramer. All right. So I told you it was the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, not in that order. <laughs> we start We start with the bad, and that's Jim Cramer. That's just, it's the bad and the sad. But we'll go to the good. So this is um, a story from my research this morning. When I ran for Congress, just a quick backstory. It's a big district all over East Texas. One of the towns is Denison, Texas. And uh, it's not my hometown, but um, it's where my family, uh, some of my family is from. And uh, my, my mother now lives there in Denison. It's also the, 
birthplace of Eisenhower. Uh, and uh, it's on the border of Oklahoma. So I, I, as I was running for Congress, I followed all of these little news outlets, you know, because you, you want to you know, keep the, the local news and everything going and I, on my Facebook feed. So this morning when I was doing research uh, for the show, uh, I was, you know, looking up Zero Hedge and I was looking up, uh, you know, LouRockwell.com and I go to Natural News and Drudge. And then I, you know, I go through the locals. I have a, you know, my Facebook feed, just mostly news outlets. And one of the news stories that popped up was about a business in Denison, Texas, that's uh, it, it's adopting a child for the holidays. Now, I want to run this for you. And the reason I found this uh, story just so compelling uh, right off the top of the, the headline was that I've realized it was my mother's business and uh, it's, it's her business. It's main street mall in, in Denison, Texas. And I wanted to run this for you because uh, just getting just a quick story before we go to really the biggest part of the, uh, the show today, which was kind of juxtaposing this to the next headline, which is a probably more evidence that, that you should throw off the yoke of uh, taking part in uh, feeding Leviathan and the myth of the uh, uh, the father figure, big brother government, right? The uh, the worship of government as the left does and as, as the statists do. So we're going to talk about that. Juxtapose that to uh, to this this great story right right up for the holidays. So stand by, I'll put it on the screen for us. Adopt a family this Christmas season. Abigail Brown has more on the retailers' plans and reaction from the family. Abigail. I was able to speak with the shop and the sales family. Their grandson has a condition that he has been struggling with since birth. With many trips to the hospital, the family is having difficulty paying medical bills. The owner of Main Street Mall heard this family's story and had to help in some way. Since Friday, the store placed a jar for people to send donations. And so far, they have raised $300. Bentley Sales is five years old. He has he was born 25 weeks early at one pound and four ounces. At four, at four months old, he was able to come home for the first time, but was put on oxygen. At 10 months old, the doctor said he had JIA, which is a form of arthritis. And at 14 months old, Bentley was diagnosed, diagnosed with a very rare blood cancer that has been a 30% survival rate. He basically lived in children's uh, hospital and... Uh, he now has a lung disease that he's the only one in the world has it. And so they don't know how to treat it. Sales said that right now, Bentley is in remission, but every day is in the unknown. If you would like to support the family, Main Street Mall is having donations till Christmas. In studio, Abigail Brown. So let's um, let's talk. That's a great story. And I didn't, again, not on purpose, just doing my own research. And then I find out that's my mother's business. She owns the Main Street Mall in Denison, Texas. And it's a great example of the power that we have. Right? We can make a difference on a personal and micro level. And that carries out and, and creates a larger a larger movement. Right. If we all do something, it makes a huge difference. And so we feel powerless in these uh, these times, because, you know, you have this overarching satanic Leviathan uh, looking over you and, uh, you know, creeping into every aspect of your life and shredding the uh, the Bill of Rights and uh, doing what they do. Right. You know, taking over the, every aspect of your health and your privacy. And we know what they do. 
Right. So this is a good time to, I think, anytime you can see an example of how making a difference and being kind uh, can carry so much. I mean, again, I, I'm I'm not even looking for this, and I find it. And that's what I'm going to reach out to my mom and give her this clip later because I'm impacted by that, right? And uh, now it gets shared with other people. And I think um, when you take the story that I have here in my hand and you transfer from this, I think uh, this is another example of of what we're up against. And when I say, I think for many years, uh, you know, we've been led down the wrong path of partisanship. I've spoken about this for the last couple of days. You know, we want to we want to uh, fight over who uh, is the the best captain for the Titanic. You know, we get into our we stop talking to family members. We uh, we you know ostracize people. We uh, we start fights. We, uh, you know, leave marriages for, for these politics that really don't even matter. I mean, at the end of the day, because the thing that we want uh, them to control or, you know, have the illusion of control over is rotten to the core. Right. And so the difference that we can make is with ourselves. And it's a hard lesson to learn because you can get conditioned to think that I can make a difference. I can get behind this particular candidate, that person. Right. I can I can get behind my team. It's very tribal. But at the end of the day, you know, and I think uh, for the, I'm going to be 42 in about 25 days, I, I look back and I think nothing got better, right? It got worse. I mean, all the things over my lifetime, it's just this gradual decline of freedom and liberty, right? This, this decline of, of, of opportunity all the way down. I mean, you just, everything that could be tanked by the elites, elites was tanked, and that's because of the system itself. It's corrupt and the way that we did things didn't help. So maybe it's time to change those attitudes. Here's another example, uh, if you need it anymore, of how governments are psychopathic. You know, as Nietzsche said, uh, the state is a cold monster. It is a monster. It consumes you, and it wants to own every aspect of you. Here's, um, here's another example. Greece to find elderly, elderly, $114 for every month they remain unvaccinated. On Tuesday, Greece rolled out its first vaccination mandate order targeting the elderly portion of the population, with Prime Minister uh, Mistakakis announcing in a televised statement that COVID-19 jab will now be required by law for people age 60 and over. He cited national vigilance now required as the Omicron variant has emerged and also lamented the huge numbers of still unvaccinated elderly in the country. But more shockingly, is the penalty unveiled uh, for not being in compliance, which will take effect starting next year. The prime minister said that for every month, citizens 60 years and up go without a coronavirus vaccine. They will be slapped with a 100 euro fine, $114. In Orwellian fashion, Mr. Kakas said it is not punishment, but instead I would say it's a health fee. <laughs> It's a health fee. He said to avoid the fine, Greeks over age 60 must look and book their appointment for their first jab by January 16th. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, you know, every time you hear, oh, they're going to kill, you know, you're going to kill grandma. We care about the elderly, kind of like Cuomo cared about the elderly, you know, stuffing all the infected patients into the, the nursing homes. And these people care nothing about the elderly. This um, this ruse, they care nothing about you. I mean, this is the thing about governments, you know, the leading cause of death in the 20th century. Uh, don't get me started. Right. So I, th- I think about these headlines. And um, and how sad it is. You know, we uh, we do something too, kind of similar uh, when you have a central bankster that decides, uh, you know, I will uh, I'll, I'll bail out my my Wall Street criminal friends and I'll bail out the government and everything else that needs to be done. You know, I'll, I'll grease the skids with my quantitative easing. So I'm going to press these buttons because there's not enough paper, but I'll put the trillions out. And all these, you know, elderly people that they you know, say they care about that are on fixed incomes and people that save their, all their lives, you know, trying to save these, uh, these, these uh, federal reserve units that lose value every day. They just lose massive amounts of value. So then they have to choose between, you know, the having a healthy meal or paying their bills or heating or, you know, getting their medications, all the things. And this is something that happens when you have these type of uh, soulless, uh, psychopaths running things. And again, Greece, um, just one of those, uh, just one of those examples of how soulless government is, right? When they say they care about you, when they put out a mandate, do they want you to be happy and healthy? No, they're going to take, let's, they're going to take people that, uh, maybe, uh, have read about the consequences of getting vaccinated. Maybe they've had coronavirus. Maybe they don't want to get a treatment, you know, they, they look at it like Jim Cramer, much like Jim Cramer, right? You're just a cog in a machine. You're not important. You don't have value. And uh, to show how much we care, we're going to fine you and take away your ability to take care of yourself. That's how much we want you to be happy and healthy. This is the David Knight show. I'm Tony Arterburn filling in for David. I'll take a quick break. We'll come back. I've got an article uh, on lourockwell.com about uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s new book and uh, a little quick blurb in there, a kind of a revelation uh, that the author had found uh, from this uh, op-ed, and I'll, I'll talk about that. And, of course, uh, uh, Rand Paul and Anthony Fauci uh, go after you know one another. There's a little bit of back and forth. I'll talk about that. And, of course, uh, you know, Rand Paul, so close but so far away. We want to support him when he does good. 
but it's almost there. You know, you're in, in people like Tom Cotner in this article as well. We'll talk about that because they get so close, but then they start, you know, go talk about China. And I said, no, 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 we need to, you know, take that investigation, go this way. Maybe they will. Maybe. Right. We can. It is the holiday season. It is a time for miracles. <laughs> right, you're listening to the David Knight Show. I'm Tony Arterburn. Stick around. We'll be right back after the break. Has your news been censored, banned, censored, banned over and over again? Has vital information been held prisoner by mainstream and anti-social media? It's the duty of every thinking person to make the great escape to thedavidnightshow.com. There you'll find links to live streams, videos, audio podcasts, and support links. Live stream the show at DLive and every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern. Videos at BitChute and YouTube. New audio podcast, The Real David Knight Show, at Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, and more. But even though there's a light at the end of the tunnel, without your support, the show will run out of gas. The links to support the show are at thedavidnightshow.com to donate via Subscribestar, donate via PayPal, or donate via Venmo, Cash App, Bitcoin, or P.O. Box. Our sincere thanks to all of you who have stood with us to get this far. Please don't forget to share the links and pray for the country as well as our family. You absolutely should donate if you have the ability to help uh, David uh, stay on the air. It's it's vital that we do this. You know, we um we get so much value out of this show. I know I do. Uh, every day, all that amount of research. And when you sit in this chair and you uh, you look at that three hours, you realize there's, there's so much that David puts in, you know, behind. He makes it look easy, but it's really not, folks. So if you can uh, donate, reach out and uh, and help the the project move forward. Keep keep fuel in the tank. We need it. This is our this is our comms, folks. This is the uh, open source intel that we need. And this is the place for ideas. What did Victor Hugo say? You know, the one thing more powerful than all the armies on the earth is an idea whose time has come. And I think the idea of liberty and human dignity and sovereignty, uh, it's time has come. I think that uh, the uh, governments of the world have have shown themselves uh, weighed in the balance and found wanting. They are depraved. Uh, they are anti-people, right? They are have been exposed. And now it's just us. It's up to us to correct that. It's up to us to reform that from the ground up. Right. That's what we're that's what our charge is. That's why we're here, I believe, during this time is to recognize this evil and correct it. All right. So let's jump into uh, this article that's up on Natural News. And uh, again, I bring up Fauci. Uh, he's, you're attacking science. It's one of my uh, one of my favorite lines. Tax on me, frankly, are taxing science. Rand Paul verbally backhands Anthony Fauci after Biden health czar claimed his critics are anti-science. <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci was once again the subject of a verbal assault from. See, I, I know that we want to have some victories, but OK, verbal assault. 
from Senator Rand Paul, the Kentucky Republican and physician who frequently clashed with the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, most recently because he believes Fauci lied about funding research that led to the creation of the virus. Yes, he did. <laughs> he's, uh, he's the clapper of, uh, <laughs> of the, the NIH. Both Paul and GOP colleagues, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, lashed out at Fauci after the Biden COVID czar attacked Republican critics on his coronavirus policy stemming from an interview in which Fauci referred to himself in the third person. Always a good indicator of mental health. The absolute hubris of someone claiming they represent science. It's outstanding and alarming that a public health bureaucrat would even think and claim such a thing, especially one who has worked so hard to ignore the science of natural immunity, Paul tweeted. Yeah, the absolute hubris. That is something interesting. The Greeks had a, a concept of, of hubris, you know, like arrogance. They had a concept that like once you reached a certain point of hubris, that the gods right, would summon nemesis. Like that's just something I've always found really interesting about the, the old Greek uh, playwrights. You know, they you would get to a certain height, and then all of a sudden, uh, the universe and God and the gods will just create a, a a nemesis for you, which would be like your antithesis, your destroyer. So I'm wondering, is that have the elites have they summoned nemesis yet? Paul's tweet contained a video clip of Fauci being interviewed on CBS News, Face the Nation, where he pushed back on GOP criticism of his work, calling the accusations lies, while agreeing with the suggestion that the GOP was attempting to use him as a scapegoat. Well, the GOP is not good at using anybody as a scapegoat, except their own voters. Anybody who's looking at this carefully realizes there's a distinct anti-science flavor to this. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. Really? Fauci said in an interview with Margaret Brennan. Going on to refer to himself in the third person, Fauci added, but if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, <laughs> we, peop we people can recognize there's a person there. So it's easy to criticize but they're really criticizing science because I represent science. I, does that sound? <laughs> you better get your shots, kids. Something bad will happen to you. Other Republicans joined in their criticism of Fauci, including Senator Ted Cruz of Texas and Tom Cotton of Arkansas. That's kind of the usual suspects, right? Fauci is an unelected technocrat. Who has distorted science and facts in order to exercise authoritarian control over millions of Americans. He lives in a liberal world where his smug, I represent science attitude is praised, said Ted Cruz in a Twitter thread. He added, here are the facts. On May 11th, Fauci test testified before a Senate committee the NIH had, ne had not ever and does not now gain a function, does not do gain of function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. On October 20th, the NIH wrote that they funded an experiment at the Wuhan testing lab for spike proteins from naturally occurring bat coronavirus circulating in China. Right, we all know that. Number three, Fauci's statement and the NIH's October letter cannot both be true. So again, we know this is out in the open. Uh, maybe 
is there any see this is an interesting quandary i even have you're looking at the uh gislaine maxwell trial and i think who prosecutes these things like you know obviously there's no accountability here i mean now if if for some miracle of of weird coincidences and luck and i mean falling through the cracks let's say that somebody at the top of the nih was a decent human being or uh had you know uh some type of constitutional conservative leanings or just believed that we should have a country and there should be rule of law and accountability and that uh oh maybe a christian to boot but would that person have survived this no, they would be arrested. They would be in Getmo. I mean, I assume by now. And that's what's so weird about this. You have the crime, like James Clapper. He lies. You know he lies, but you watch him do it, and everybody just kind of lets it go. So there's like a, a set of rules for the elite, a set of rules for those who make the rules, and then everybody else just has to live under them. That's what I find so disturbing. And then Rand Paul, on some level, has to know this. Like, either this guy goes before an actual court of law and has to be has to face his crimes has to face his not only his perjury but his crimes against humanity right are, are we am i not looking at the same things this guy has done absolutely insane uh number four 18 usc 1001 makes it a felony punishable by up to five years in prison to lie to congress yeah so do something about it Either there's a law or there's not, Ted. Yeah, Fauci either needs to address the substance in detail with specific factual uh, corroboration or DOJ should consider prosecuting him for making false statements to Congress. Uh, okay, maybe they should. Maybe that, isn't that the point? Cotton rift on a Fauci, a rift on Fauci during an appearance on Fox and Friends after the long-serving head of the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Disease railed at Republican critics. His agency just admitted a few weeks ago that, yes, they did, in fact, fund gain-of-function research. So there's a lie there. Yeah. Well, there's a lie there. We know it. And the, the question, the open question, the big question, right, it was, will anything happen to these people? Well, the cynic in me wants to say, not in this lifetime, perhaps. You know, I asked Don Jeffries that. Will the truth ever come out? You know, will there ever be an accounting? And, uh, you know, this is the author of, this is a historian, you know, Hidden History and uh, Crimes and Cover-Ups, many books. And he says, you know, I, he said, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I think in the, in the next life, you know, I believe in faith. And I think that's where we are. Maybe they, Maybe not in our lifetime, but it doesn't mean that we get to deviate from the truth. And it doesn't mean... Uh, that we should stop pushing. I mean, I think more than ever, uh, people uh, on a mass scale are waking up to to these lies. I think that that is uh, I think that is a trend more and more. You know, I, I think um, we have a long way to go, but perhaps, perhaps, uh, perhaps there will be a lot of momentum. You know, when they look at the Nuremberg trials. I remember reading years ago, uh, and I forget the, the I may, maybe it was it was through Christopher Hitchens, some of his writing, but they were talking about when they go through the cells and they would look at all the prisoners they had, these uh, war criminals, you know, the ones that didn't get into Operation Paperclip, they weren't lucky enough. 
right? They would look at these former you know, death dealers, right? these uh, authoritarians, and they'd say, I can't believe we were once uh, afraid of these hypochondriac pick noses. They were just pathetic. And that's what, you know, when power leaves these people, right, the folks that have done so much damage, the ruling class, it's a small class of people. You know, I mean, you go back to the story about uh, Main Street Mall and Denison, Denison, Texas, just helping people. It's, you know, and there's there's things that we can do. If the elites had that spirit, this world would be a better place. They don't. It's kind of like the billionaires club. Do you know a billionaire that's pro-freedom, pro-liberty, pro-constitution? I don't. Maybe there was in the past, I mean, like a J. Paul Getty or something. But I don't see... And that's an if. I'm just putting a question mark to it. But I don't see anybody in that class. I think that, you know, the, the term predator class, that's that's very apt. Very apt for what we're looking at right now. All right. LouRockwell.com, folks. A great site for essays. I, I noticed that, uh, you know, we had Don Jeffries on Monday. His article made it up on LouRockwell.com. Uh, the one we were talking about Monday, if they gave a war, would anybody notice, right? So this is uh, Thomas DiLorenzo, and it's a quick blurb. I'll, I'll read through it. I thought it was some good information. It's the most striking fact in Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s new book. Let me see if I can get this pulled up on the screen, too. We'll go over it together. I thought this was interesting. Let me pull this up for you guys. One second. All right. So the most striking fact in the uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s new book is the, uh, hold on, this is my, so this is what happens when you're your own producer. (laughs) I go to click on the link, move it over. There we go. I thought I'd done it already. I just got my copy of RFK Jr.'s The Real Anthony Fauci. Going through through the first couple of chapters, one thing really stood out, that Fauci dispenses some $7 billion in research grants to public health. This is in quotations. The researchers all over the world. He's held that position for 30 years. That means for 30 years... There's, there has been one-man monopoly over control over virtually all public health-related peer review. This proves in spades what a clownish, lying, incompetent, corrupt stooge Fauci is when he responds to criticism with statements like, everyone I know agrees with me on this. <laughs> yes, it is very clownish. Yeah, everyone who works for him is paid by him or wishes to work for him and be paid by him with taxpayers' money. Uh, This is, uh, and this gets back to the heart of what I talked about too, uh, kind of the main theme of of my research was without fiat currency, you don't get Anthony Fauci. You don't get get these military and industrial complex surveillance state totalitarian lizards. You don't get them without fiat currency because there's not enough there has to be accountability somebody would be looking for the money but in a fiat currency world now nah, you just lose it that can be given away we can do the build back better plan 
This means that public health peer review is a joke and a fraud. No other profession in the world would be taken seriously if one single government bureaucrat was effectively in charge of all the professional publications in the entire field. And what Anthony Fauci doesn't control through government funding, other government bureaucrats at the NIH and elsewhere do. They are Fauci wannabes in this corrupt, stinking, fraudulent field of public health. No wonder Dr. Scott Atlas, a real doctor and medical researcher, was shocked at the immense incompetence he was exposed to while serving on President Trump's COVID task force. (laughs) That can't be the only incompetence he faced. He had meetings with dopey Fauci and that goofy scarf woman. (laughs) He told Tucker Carlson that the two of them seemed 100% detached from and unaware of the relevant science and did nothing but repeat leftist lockdown masking. You must obey every jab, every child (laughs) shut down all the schools and churches talking points without even discussing any scientific basis for any of it. Yes. And, you know, Kerry Mullis brought this up, too, about Anthony Fauci, right? And, you know, Kerry Mullis brought this up about him being a, uh, a basically a, a straw man, like a just completely nothing. He's, he's uh, a shill. and He has no, not, no knowledge whatsoever. He's not able to debate. He's a bureaucrat. You know, like he, who does he treat? I tell you what, when, when Trump, though, got sick, you know, he, he didn't call the, you know, the frontline doctors. You got Anthony Fauci took remdesivir, right? And he followed that that line of logic. So I guess that's the is that the patient he's treated in the last uh, forty plus years. I know that we have you know, we have a society now where, uh, because of Anthony Fauci, where you know, the uh, vaccine manufacturers and the big pharmaceuticals could not be held liable. You know, it's funny. I wanted to bring this up too, and when I was talking to Don. Anthony Fauci, and I'm glad that uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, is has has this new book. I need to read it. I haven't had time to get to it yet. I definitely will get it. But I know that I know Don Don Jeffries. He's his research. He's been looking a lot into Fauci and especially that 1986 act. And one thing Don found, because uh, we communicate all the time, you know, through the different shows that we do, is that the the research to find his fingerprints in the 1986 act are very, very hard to find. Matter of fact, if you find anything on it, if you would uh, send it to arterburn.news, go to my website and send me anything you can find that links Fauci, because we know that he was, right? And that's the thing is that we know that he was, but the actual documentation has been, and they do this very, they curate, right? It's very carefully taken out, right? Taken out of the system as to, what protect from what and that's interesting because there's something about that uh going back to 1986 making all of this reality possible everything has right all the cause and effect we you know we talked about this yesterday with with charlie i'm always fascinated by how history you know and these decisions that were made at the time don't seem like they're that big i mean now Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'll think about that quote from Vladimir Lenin. You know, I believe it was like, uh, Sometimes, uh, you know, a thing happens for decades and sometimes decades happen in weeks. And I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that's like now we're on this fast paced trajectory and it's because all the groundwork was laid. You, you know, the, the, the boiling of the frog, the concept of that is real. You know, we I mean, there are some people that that, you know, great researchers and journalists and people like David Knight knew something was wrong. Right. They've been sounding the alarm for many years, but. I think more and more people realize something is wrong only because the <laughs> and now they don't even hide things. Right. <laughs> That's why I was confused about even the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Like who's prosecuting it? Aren't you guys all in the same club? I mean, I don't even see the difference anymore. Is it just uh, to is it just a psyop? Is it just to, you know, uh, say we, we solved it? You know, I, I, I don't know. But I look at this and I think about all the consequences of all the decisions that were made. And now reaching this crescendo, you know, like you go back to 1986 and you pass the, uh, you know, the, the act that it indemnifies, it keeps uh, the pharmaceutical companies from being sued for vaccines and the manufacturers. And you think, well, you know, it kind of goes as a blurb and you got to worry about something else. It's not, it's not really affecting you at the time. And same thing with what else happened in 86. That was when Reagan did amnesty, you know, did amnesty for, I think it was a few million uh, illegal immigrants. And the, the deal was, you know, that the, the, the rationale really was, Oh, we're going to have a, we'll have the border. We'll have that border security. Uh, after we do this and then never came and never was going to come. But now you take, you think about, Oh, well, it was kind of, it started with nothing. You know, it was only a couple of million people. It's only a couple of million, Tony. Well, yeah. And then that turned into what? 40 million. How many people are here because of that? What signal did that send? Wasn't that one of those small beginnings? You know, if you go off the gold standard in 71, I, that's a, a good example too. something that comes up a lot. It's only, you know, gold only 35 bucks an ounce, not a big deal. You know, we got a strong dollar fast forward. Now what's happening? You know, you have, uh, yeah, you, you have spending packages that would make previous generations. I mean, have a heart attack. Like where they said, well, how do you, how do you come up with that? Oh, we just print it now. We don't even, that's why there's no talk about fiscal. The only time you hear like, who's going to pay for this is when they want to figure out who to punish. It's the same thing with the infrastructure bill. When they talked about cryptocurrency, they're like, oh, we've got to put this in there because um, <laughs> we've got to figure out how to pay for our new infrastructure. Right. And this, so we got to tax these cryptocurrencies will be taxed like in the billions, right? It's like a drop in the bucket. And you think, well, but that, that doesn't add up. Like that's not revenue neutral. Like you're way past any sort of sanity. Oh, I know. And that's the thing. That's the scam of, of income tax. <laughs> that's the, that's the scam of, uh, 
of fiat currency and what it does. But every decision has major consequences. And I'm going to be talking in the next hour with uh, my good friend, Billy Ray Valentine. We'll have a great conversation on QAnon and uh, the 2016 election. I don't know anybody who knows more than he does on this particular set of events. So it'll be fun to talk to Billy. But that was another one of those pivotal moments. You know, we think about current realities and and this is the way my brain works. But, you know, I think about, okay, you know, I try to war game out what happens next. And I was, I was telling my audience at the be, you know, the beginning of 2021, I said, in all, you know, in, in all possible scenarios, I think we may have the best course of action here. And for those of you who know, know me, I left the Trump train. I'm not coming back. I don't excuse him because of things like Operation Warp Speed, because he didn't, you know, he, he didn't do his job. If, if he even set out to do it in the first place, he put us in this position and I'm not going to forgive him for that. Right. Well, maybe on like a Christian level, I guess, but I'm not going to, I don't, I don't have his back. I'm not going to, he stabbed me in the back. Why am I going to have his back? Right. So I'm not going down that road. And it cost me a ton of listeners. I mean, probably like 70% of my listeners. I mean, he's gone because I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to back this. And I said, this is what's going to happen in the election. He's going to raise money and do nothing. Cause that's what he did for four years. I just, I, it's not like I'm a prophet or I understood this or I'm that smart. I just say, that's what he did. So that's what he'll do. Right. And everybody, you know, people that hate Trump or dislike Trump or, you know, or love Trump, right. They love him for things he didn't do and hate him for things he didn't do. Right. And they're the same things. <laughs> you figure that one out. That's a riddle, right? The things he didn't do because he just tweeted, right? So I, I left that, you know, I, I left the Trump train. I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to support this. And I looked at all the scenarios and I thought, okay, so here's a, here's a scenario that I believe is best for us, which is his absence. Because you think of all these, like would Tom Cotton, would, would even t- Ted Cruz, he was silent for 2020. They finally kind of, and even Rand Paul. You know, because this would be going against the this is where partisanship is a death is a death sentence to the to freedom and logic. Because partisanship means you have to choose a team and the team uh, can have things wrong with it. I mean, you can choose principles, but not a team. And that's where we get it. That's why we've arrived at this current reality, folks. Right. And so I said, if we have a, a good path, it, it's really the path that's laid out in front of us now. If there's only, uh, if I had to choose many different scenarios, this is where we are. You know, we have a chance now because you have Republican governors that would have otherwise not be standing up, right? You have uh, politicians, commentators. I mean, talk radio for the most part. I had a question yesterday on D Live. You know, do you think that conservative talk radio is controlled opposition? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, and maybe they don't even mean to be, I didn't say they're malicious. I don't think they're getting in a room and they have talking points and this is stuff. I think they have corporate sponsors and they, maybe they're just, they don't understand it. Right. Been completely absence, but Hey, now that that, now that orange man gone, right. And I'm sure, sh- I'm sure he'll be back because we can't, it's, it's just the, the perpetual thing that keeps coming back. But for right now, people are standing up. This is one of those things that can turn out in our favor. Not every decision is bad. Not every event that leads to our reality is bad. Sometimes we get breaks, right? Sometimes, sometimes God intervenes. We couldn't, the thing is, if, 
if we had Trump as president right now, then none of this pushback would even be happening. And they'd be using different methods and different means to push this injection and push down. It'd be lockdowns in a different way. Right. It's like a it's like, sort of like a von Clausewitz thing, like the or is it extension of politics by other means? Right. The Trump presidency would be extension of the mandates by other means. It'd be different. Right. And I, I think that we're much better off. It's more it's more clarifying and it's not a pacifier in your mouth. That's why I'm afraid of 2024. I'm afraid of 2022. I'm afraid like it's like I kind of just, you know, I think um, I scared my dad because I, I become, you know, more of a <laughs> I, I like I love Thomas Jefferson. You know, this is the, I'm that kind of radical. But I think maybe it's good to lose for a while, like on the national. I want people mad. You know, I don't examine those principles that got you to lose in the first place. I mean, do you learn anything through winning? Did we get anything in 2010 when John Boehner cried for six weeks? Did we, did we get anything? No, we didn't get anything. We got uh, you got the illusion of somebody pushing back. And I mean, that's when I decided to to run for office and bankrupt myself. So if you're ever wondering if I really believe the thing, yeah, I, I did. I, I hurt myself real bad financially running for office. I, I learned a lot though. And I got to do radio for the first time. So that was good. Right. So I got totally worth it. I think, you know, now that, now that I can buy groceries again, right. Totally worth it. But I think about all these decisions that were made and how much better off we are. And, uh, in some respects and worse off in other respects, you know, and I, and I look at those scenarios of, of when we think something went the right way and it was actually a really bad thing. Right. So be, be careful of that. Be careful. As, as we look into the future, be careful of those pacifiers, ladies and gentlemen, they're out there. They're waiting the pacifiers to, uh, as I've always said on my show, I said, I think that, uh, I think the the mission of the GOP in in general is to uh, to absorb your outrage, like kind of like um, uh, some sort of uh, like you were a conduit of of sorts to absorb your outrage and then make it inert. You know, like make all the make make all of your your uh, will to change something and your energy and then just turn it into Mitt Romney, like it just turn it into nothing, right? <laughs> that's their, that's their job. I think they're losing that, uh, that battle though. I think we kind of reached uh peak controlled opposition. At least I hope so because of the last uh, five years, I think that uh, we're, we're going to on a completely different footing. At least I hope so. Right. All right. So stay tuned. Um, it's going to be a great show next couple hours. And i Appreciate all of you tuning in. I was told that we're keeping some, you know, most of the same kind of numbers on uh, on D Live and uh, Aftermath, and I appreciate that very, very much. And uh, of course, I'll just keep the seat warm. We'll have call-ins today, so that'll be a, a a good break. I'll put the number out sometime after I get through uh, talking to my good friend Billy Ray Valentine. But comments and calls will both be going on uh, in the third hour. And we'll just kind of talk about the news of the day and pretty much anything's open, you know, just keep it relevant. Keep it going. I like to, you know, this is a two way conversation in many ways. Um, especially if you're, if you're a kind of a host like me, and I need um, 
it's kind of like the jumping off points. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the family guy where they have Robin Williams. He always needs, they always make fun of him. He needs a jumping off point. That's kind of like talk where you need a jumping off point. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm a big fan of Michael Savage from years ago. When he did his podcast, he says, you want me to talk for how long? I mean, because he didn't have callers, and uh, I tried that out. It's uh, it's interesting, right? You, it's a good it's a good skill to have. It's good muscle memory to be able to carry a show for an hour or two hours. But uh, to be the to be the champ, right? To be to be the <laughs> the great man like uh, the great David Knight. That's tough work, real tough. All right, so stand by. I'm going to see if we can get uh, uh, B R V on the line, Billy Ray Valentine, and uh, We'll run a quick commercial. I'll give you guys an update on where we stand and what uh, what we're going to talk about just on the other side. So stay tuned. Stand by. The common man. They created common core to dumb down our children. They created common past to track and control us. Their commons project to make sure the commoners own nothing and the communist future. They see the common man as simple, unsophisticated, ordinary. But each of us has worth and dignity created in the image of God. That is what we have in common. That is what they want to take away. Their most powerful weapons are isolation, deception, intimidation. They desire to know everything about us while they hide everything from us. It's time to turn that around and expose what they want to hide. Please share the information and links you'll find at thedavidnightshow.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. If you can't support us financially, please keep us in your prayers thedavidnightshow.com Welcome back. I'm standing by for Billy Ray. He'll be here in, in just a minute or two. I was communicating via text. I wanted to tell you guys, uh, we'll get to gold and silver prices too in the third hour. A little bit of movement there. 
Uh, I think it's an historic time. I got some emails yesterday from some of you, and I appreciate I'll be getting to all the emails. And if you called me uh, through my answering service, I will uh, get back to you today. Some people have been asking about uh, getting physical silver, uh, whether or not I carried 90%. I certainly do. Um, the one thing you have to remember about this timeline is that it's very cheap, right? Silver is, is historically cheap, in my opinion, uh, compared to what the dollar is doing. There's a major uh, pressure, downward pressure on supplies. And you can see that by going to all the online retailers. So we can get you anything you need. Uh, that's one thing that, uh, that I am very proud of. I can get you, I can lock in a trade. We can stop the price. We can do all of that. Uh, but you need to give me a little bit of time. That's with everyone. Gold, not so much. Gold, there's a, a pretty decent uh, supply. But people have realized that in a next level situation right where you know we're having to barter having to uh, uh you know trade and uh where there's uh you know a, a run on the dollar or we got just any type of collapse type situation we're going to need uh, physical silver and that's an easy way it's it, it's the people in venezuela are using uh the uh pieces of gold like they've become really good at trading gold and uh I find that highly interesting because most people I think would benefit from silver. It's just like, you know, you think a silver dime is a loaf of bread, you know, a, a silver round or a one ounce uh, silver Eagle or something like that, or a Kruger Rand would be about a tank of gas. I mean, give or take, right. That's where we are. Gold is uh, a lot more valuable and would be a lot more, uh, a lot harder to, to, uh, to fractionalize. So, all right. Uh, we've got my friend, my good friend, Billy Ray Valentine, host of the Infinite Fringe podcast. And he also has a show on Aftermath.fm, Prime Time with Billy Ray Valentine. <laughs> he just changed the name over there on Aftermath.fm because he's got a great podcast. And uh, he's one of the, uh, the finest researchers I've ever come across. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got a lot in common. Uh, Billy Ray and myself and I we have an interesting backstory actually how I came to to know Billy and work with him uh, maybe we'll get to that in a little bit but the one thing I know about Billy Ray is he's been in the podcast uh, broadcasting game for a long time he's the genuine article folks the true genuine article that he just does it for the love of the game now I want him to someday he needs to make money off this <laughs> someday someday I, I'm going to sponsor him and you know well I'll, I'll come up with businesses to sponsor him with if I can but in the in this time what's impressed me most about Billy is that uh, he's done the research and he's done like I've done where we have lost listeners right? It's pretty much at the same time for having similar views. And I think uh, people are returning people. And of course we have a loyal base, but people are returning. And, and uh, you know, for those who like Billy, who, uh, you know, were bold and were brave and stood against the current, especially in alternative media with the QAnon narrative uh, and everything that surrounds Trump. Uh, Billy's been very outspoken about that, but he has the research to back it up. So I wanted to bring Billy on today to talk about, uh, QAnon, as David calls QAnon, uh, QAnon and uh, Cambridge Analytica, some of the backstory that many of you may not know about the 2016 election and and, uh, and the mind control. So, Billy, welcome to the David Knight Show. Hey, it's, it's an honor and a pleasure, man. Thank you for having me on. What's up, everybody? My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Greetings and blessings to all of you, man. It's an honor to be here, really. 
Well, we're, we're glad to have you here. And uh, I knew when I was going to fill in for a week, I, I got to get Billy on. I got to have one time, you know, I get to get Billy Ray on to talk about in your wheelhouse of things. And you've, you've bounced around some of the top podcasts uh, out there during 2020 telling people that QAnon is, and in your words, you know, is a work, you know, they, they, this is a manufactured psyop, right. uh, that Donald Trump is not the savior that, uh, that this, this agenda that's behind QAnon is meant to neutralize and control people and divide. And wow, were you proven absolutely right. And that was, uh, it looks like, you know, now it's kind of like common sense for the, right. well, I, some of us, but back, <laughs> but back then, that was uh that was against the grain because there was you know, major podcasts and major alternative media figures were not happy to hear that from you. No, 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 man. I, I caught a lot of crap over it. And like you said, right, it's like now it's like, of course, it's nonsense. Right. You know, and and I'm glad that we've gotten to that point that that we're talking about a QAnon. Like, of course, it's nonsense. But this morning um, I was talking to somebody. And I'm like, well, I, I got to go because um, I, I have to do an interview on, uh, on uh, QAnon and Cambridge Analytica. And they were like, well, why are you still talking about Cambridge Analytica? You know, why are you still talking about QAnon? And I'm like, well, this is very important stuff. First of all, not everybody is aware of what happened with Cambridge Analytica, you know, in 2016. And, and even before that, of course, there was a lead up. I think it started at 20, in 2013. But the lead up to the to what happened and, and instrumental in getting Trump into office. But I mean, it, while QAnon is now, you know, now everybody is is well, not everybody. There were still a thousand people that showed up at Dealey Plaza waiting for JFK Jr. to show up. So and he's dead, by the way. Um, but, <laughs> you know, so so um, there are still a, a, a large portion of people that subscribe to that. But a lot of people are, have have pulled away from it. But the Cambridge Analytica op itself is is incredibly important because it will continue to affect us from its inception forward. This isn't this isn't something that's gone away, even though the company itself, quote unquote, has gone away. There are the techniques and and um, and the, the mind control operation that it put forward. The, the genie's out of the bottle is what I say all the time. You can't put it back in. It's out now. And it's something we need to deal with. And the first step with dealing with something like this is recognizing what happened to us, recognizing what's being done to us, what was done to us in 2016 and what's being done to us currently. That's why it's so important to continue to talk about this, you know, and 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 uh, and really get to the bottom of what's going on here. Our 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 thoughts, our own, you know, the, do they really come from us or where did they come from? You know, and uh, and I think that, you know, in 2016, uh, Cambridge Analytica was instrumental in, in, in getting Trump into office. Right. Like it, it, for, for anybody that doesn't know, Cambridge Analytica is is a uh, is a company that was uh, created by the SEL group. The SEL group was the parent company of Cambridge Analytica, Alexander Nix. Right. And uh, Steve Bannon uh, went over to uh, to Mr. Nix, who was running the SEL group and said, this is what I want to do. Um, and, and I want to set up a company and, um, you know, uh, run these operations that you guys are doing, but in, in for America and the SEL group had been, had been running psychological operations for the British crown, you know, for the Saudi government, for, uh, East Asian governments, you know, in Trinidad, 
you know, running literal psychological operations to to uh, shift behaviors, to curb, uh, to to mold behaviors and perceptions of the people in a manner that would be beneficial to the people that are paying for that manipulation to take place. And they were very successful at um, at molding perception to the point where people thought that they were coming up with the ideas to vote for such party. Right. And in reality, it was it was a work. A work means that, you know, it, it was uh, something behind the scenes that was put together. It was premeditated and uh, it was set forth in that manner or whatever. So th- that's that's the deal with the SEL group. That's what they were. And Steve Bannon wanted to do this. He believed that. Um, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With um, the help of, of the SEL group, he could... Um, mold the perceptions of people here in the United States or not. And sometimes not even necessarily mold, but bring them out, right. Would bring out what people were actually thinking. So he went to the Mercers, right. And, um, and they donated about $20 million to start up Cambridge Analytica. So it was the Mercers and um, Steve Bannon and the SEL group with Alexander Nix. And boom, they created this, uh, this, uh, company called Cambridge Analytica, supposedly out of Cambridge University. There's probably never happened that way, but regardless, that, that's the name that they gave it, right? And um, what they wanted to do is, in essence, um, bring in a president to, and to, to, change, um, to change the mentality of the United States pretty much, to mold the perception uh, to what they wanted, right? To what they thought was uh, was legit and should be done it's kind of like thanos you know from uh from marvel superheroes if you want to put it that way thanos thought that that half of the people of the universe of the living things of the universe needed to be gone right um i believe banning really thought that his way of doing things were the best way are the best way of doing things and this, this is why he went forward to do these to do what he did so they all got together the mercers wanted ted cruz and Bannon wanted Donald Trump to be the president of the United States, right? And what they did was through Facebook, you know, through um, uh, several other social media uh, outlets, but Facebook being the most, the most famous, I guess, the most notable, they drew 5,000 data points on every American, 5,000, 5,000 data points on one person, right? So think of you. Whomever you are listening, or, or Tony or myself, 5,000 data points on me, 5,000 data points on Tony, 5,000 data points on you listening right now. 
what what you liked, what you didn't like, what political party you were affiliated with, what you had for breakfast, everything. They knew this, right? And they created a script, right, for for Donald Trump. And uh, the script was created before Donald Trump, but Donald Trump inherited the script, right? And um, what this script, uh, there was a, a whistleblower from Cambridge Analytica named Chris Wiley. Everybody should go read his book. It's really entertaining. It's called uh, 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 Mind F, you know, so um, fill in the blanks, right? Um, but <laughs> you can find it and, and it's, it's really good, you know, and he talks about creating the script, right? From all the information that we had given them through social media. This is why it's important to manage what you're giving to social media because, you know, they, they say it's free. It's never free, right? If you give them stuff, you are the product, right? If you give them your information and they say it's free, you are the product. They are selling you. They're getting, they're making money off of you, no doubt. H hands down, at the end of the day, they're making money off of you. Hand over fist. And we could talk about that a little bit later because, you know, in, in, in an effort to find some solutions to this, at the very least, we could get paid off of this, right? If they're going to sell our information, well, where's my half of that? Whatever, we'll come back to that. That's just my theory right now. How do we fix this? Hey, pay me. Um, but, but ultimately, the best thing is abstinence, right? And not giving your information to these people because they know everything about us, but we don't know anything about them in reality. We know they know everything there is to know about us. And, and that's the name of the game. When we give them everything, they know how to manipulate us. They know what we're going to do. They know how many steps we're going to freaking take the next day. They can predict to a 99% uh, accuracy what we're going to do, how we're going to act, how we're going to react to certain things. And if they have that type of information, then, then they can manipulate, right? And they do. They have that type of information for so many of us. And at that time, Cambridge Analytica had uh, uh, 5,000 data points on every American through of Facebook and through other um, outlets. And so, what's up, buddy? I'm going to ask you a question. So Cambridge yeah. Analytica, obviously these 5,000 data points and doing all this mining. Mm -hmm. you, and you, you had mentioned basically they're leading you in a way to think, but right. I, it, it, that is interesting. Cause it, to me, it's like they, they, they use this data to figure out what people even themselves didn't know what they wanted to hear. Right. Like when, like when I ran for office, I, it was, it was kind of an unspoken rule that you weren't supposed to say America first. And I, and I, I mean that because I've done a lot of history and research, you know, the America first movement had been demonized right. for decades based on Lindbergh, you know, and, and the, the people in late, late 1930s, early forties wanted to keep the America out of the, the second world war. They were labeled anti-Semitic later you know, by future generations saying, well, you, you didn't want to go help uh, the people in Nazi Germany. So, you're, you know, that's what they called them Nazis. And so, like, if you said America first, there's like this racial component to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's not what we believed, but they took that and and were somehow able to, out of the jaws of history, like bring this phrase back. And it's like people wanted to hear it because of what had happened to us during globalism. What what do you, when you look at that, is is that kind of your research that they they themselves found like uh, what people like people wanted to hear. And you'll talk about, I know you got more on the, like the phraseology, mm -hmm. but there was the more phraseology too, that they would drop and Trump would read the script. Right. Right. Literally like he would read a script, but um, no, I think you make several valid points. Right. And, and um, what, what they were able to do. And, and I feel that the alternative community, meaning, meaning the alternative media, 
you know, the uh, people that follow the alternative media, people of our frame of minds, I believed we were targeted for this initially as a way to infect the rest of, uh, you know, the mainstream and on and, and, and beyond that. Right. I, I believe that we were chosen for it because because of what um, the script entailed. Right. And, and you said America first, you know, and, and I and I think people were saying that they must have been online because that's what uh, Cambridge Analytica took and created a script for it, like Patriot, the word Patriot is uh, Cambridge Analytica would literally um, create uh, a Twitter page with a, uh, with a name of, I don't know, uh, Arizona Patriot 1776. Boom. Right. And then that account would start, you know, just blurting out different things. People would follow that account of like minds and then they would set up uh, like a meetup, you know, and they would go meet up. But uh, the person that organized the meetup was an agent for Cambridge Analytica. Right. And um, and they would sit there and do all these things and find ways to push it out from their little Twitterverse onto the mainstream. And they were very successful at doing that. Right. Um, and and uh, even with QAnon, you can make and, and I'll make a connection between Cambridge and QAnon in just a sec. But um, the thing is, right. They knew what made us tick because of all the stuff that they gave us. But also we were we were being genuine online talking about what um, what we wanted to, to lock up Hillary Clinton. We thought Hillary Clinton was a criminal. You know, I, I still believe Hillary Clinton is a criminal that needs to be locked up, right? But they knew that, and they took that and ran with it, right? The uh, America first, the patriot, build a wall. You know, all of this stuff w- came out of uh, the data mining that they did, right? And they were like, this is, uh, this is something that we can use. But also Steve Bannon believed that most, and I believe Steve Bannon is wrong about this, but he believes it. He believed that most, um, that a lot of Americans were racist and that he was going to draw that out of them and allow them to be what they were, you know, and, and to a certain degree, he was right. I don't believe that overall that's the case. Uh, I believe that the mainstream media blows that up and tries to get us, you know, at each other's throats. I think we we relate to each other and appreciate each other a lot more than the mainstream media gives us credit for. And that's a part of the divide. That's a part of the programming. And that's what keeps us uh, fighting each other and not getting together to bring this thing down. Because once we come together, it's a wrap. Right. Everybody knows that, you know, but um, Steve Bannon believed that people needed to be open about their feelings about certain things, you know, and, um, and through this, through these, um, these uh, programs that, that uh, Cambridge Analytica put together, he was able to draw some people out and, and, and to be more forthcoming about their feelings, right? It's okay. Like he would send, well, not he per se, but Cambridge Analytica would send uh, or would do um, polls, right? They would take polls. They would call people up and they would say, Hey, um, would you have a problem if your daughter married a black man, right? And then most people would say, no, I don't have a problem with this. But they would follow it up by saying, are you sure? Is that the answer that you wanted to give or do you feel pressured to give that answer? This is according to Chris Wiley, right? Go, go, go read his book or listen to what he says. Um, and uh, then that would start another conversation. So they were kind of facilitating the conversation. Do you feel pressured because of political correctness to say that? 
would you really be happy with this? You know, and, and, and they drew some of that stuff out. But beyond that, I believe they concentrated on the alternative media. I believe they concentrated on us because these were our ideas. What, what, what propelled Donald Trump to the presidency were our ideas. He spoke to us. And this is why so many of us subscribed to what he was saying. He spoke to us. You know, he said he was going to launch a new investigation on 9-11. You know, he talked about the vaccines with, with, uh, with uh, Robert Kennedy uh, Jr., you know, that, that uh, he was going to have him uh, set a, uh, lead some type of task force, right? That couldn't have been further from the truth. You know, he, he, he is the father of the Trump Jews, right? He, he did this. He did this to us. Um, but, uh, but he spoke to us. You know, as a, a hell of a sales pitch, he said he was going to lock up Hillary Clinton, you know, that we got to lock her up. And I remember and I, and I say this every time I have this conversation, but it's 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 important to to figure out the manipulation here. If anybody's ever watched the, the WWE, right, especially back in the Attitude Era with The Rock, you know, the, the Rock used to manipulate clout, crowds like nobody's business. And let's remember that Donald Trump is a WWE Hall of, Hall of Famer. He knows how to manipulate a freaking crowd. Right. You got to give him that. So um, when The Rock would get into the middle of the ring, say, yo, if you smell what The Rock is cooking, you know, and then everybody was like, if you smell, and then everybody would say it, what The Rock is cooking, you know, and it was incredible. So Donald Trump did the same thing. He's like, we're going to take Hillary Clinton. We're going to take her and we're going to lock her up. And, when, and he said it like that, lock her up, setting up the crowd so they could sing along. And, and they would lock her up up you know and it was like a frenzy right and, the, and and we were like damn this guy's gonna really do it and then he brought out um all the women that that uh, bill clinton allegedly assaulted during a debate i was like oh my god you know like, wow what is is he the real deal i'm like my lord who is doing this you know this was all a part of of uh, of the cambridge analytical work it was all a part of the script. They told him exactly what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And he did it. Donald Trump manipulated, uh, was able to be the ultimate salesman for this military grade mind control that came out of the UK. All right. With direct links to the UK, to the British crown. That's, that's what Cambridge Analytica was. Um, and my, my biggest um, issue is, like I said earlier, this 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 type of warfare. This is the new. I believe that 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 we we we're getting wrapped up in looking at the brick and mortar of how elections were rigged. Elections are rigged in your mind now. They're not they're not rigged on the brick and mortar. They're they're rigged in your mind. They go straight to the source. That's the way they do it, and it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. And now with the metaverse, imagine what the hell they're going to have on us, and how they're going to be able to manipulate us. And when we go cast a ballot. You know, for the two choices that we get, right? Like if, if, if one of these, if, if a party nominates um, a, a, an individual to run for president, that, that guy is completely compromised in my view. It, Democrat or Republican, if they make it to that level, they're completely compromised, right? So they give us these choices between these two ice creams, right? Vanilla and chocolate coming out of uh, Hagen and Dyes. That's it. You can't go to Ben and Jerry's. There is no such thing. There is no, um, what is it, mint chocolate chip. You can't have that. You have vanilla, chocolate from Hagen and Dyes. These are your choices. You know, that's it. That, that's the way it is. And now when we go set, it's gotten even beyond that because when we go cast a ballot, we think it's coming from us. We think we're choosing between the vanilla and the chocolate. 
out of our own accord. When in all actuality, there are so many different, you know, aspects of reality now that are influencing our mind to do certain things and planting ideas and making you believe that they're yours when they're really not. And that's the, that's the most important part about all this. Oh, it's fascinating too. Cause I've, I've heard you talk about this multiple times and it always amazes me because I think about myself in this time frame mm. and how much I knew at the time. And it's just, I mean, it's not that long ago, but I, I was writing articles, you know, supporting, supporting Trump and his primary, you know, I, I, I went out and did an endorsement, uh, for whatever weight that carried. Cause I was, you know, part of a small clique of congressional candidates, but I was sold, you know, I, I didn't like his character, but what he was saying, it was the, right. When he was talking about trade, when he's talking about these, these, you know, I got it on my phone, you know, I remember being on the front row uh, at the American Airlines Center in, in September of 2015 when he came to Dallas and, and, and recording him talking about, hey, when, when uh, you know, if the, if the CEO of Ford uh, goes down to Mexico, I'm going to slap a 35% tariff on anything he sends over that border. He's like, I'll stop, I'll make, I'll stop that with a phone call. And he was reading off the trade deficits. And I thought nobody does this. And, uh, you know, you, <laughs> you look at it now and it's like they they knew how to preemptively data mine what people actually wanted to hear. Because for decades, I think I was in these these circles of conservatives. They didn't want to hear the rhetoric coming out of the mainstream conservative talking points, which, you know, is conservative Inc., they would go along with it, but what they really wanted to hear was what Trump said. And I think they didn't even know they wanted to hear it until it got phrased in a certain way, you know, because that, that, that hint of nationalism, because a lot of the, the, the commentators fought him. And, uh, well, I say, actually they were fighting Cambridge Analytica, right. you know, because that's what the people wanted to hear. Obviously it was massively successful, you know, bring the troops home. These wars are stupid, right. you know? Uh, all, all of this, right? And the, the, the trade agreements were, were, were idiots for doing it. Our leaders sold us out. I, I will do so much better. You know, you got the, the shaft because of this. And that is true. Yes. But it wasn't meant to fix it. It was meant to, again, I look at the same way this whole movement in 2016 is like what we have now in the modern, well, where we are in the GOP, which is meant to neutralize you. No, I, I, I agree. It's no, 100%. It's, made, it's meant to neutralize. It's meant to keep us in a box. You know, wh whatever box that is, whether it be blue or red, it's still a box that you're meant to be stuck in. You know, and, and I believe that before 2016, we were making some, some movements. We were um, actively pushing away from, from this system, from the left-right paradigm. You know, I, I think we were, you know, um, not accepting of it. And what 2016 served to do at the end of the day you know, um, with uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, the two worst candidates ever. I mean, ever. I mean, we can make an argument for Joe Biden, okay? But, but Hillary Clinton, in my opinion, good Lord, right? Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. I, be I believe that's another, another reason why Donald Trump got into office because Hillary Clinton was so unpalatable. Hillary Clinton was so unrelatable, you know? Um, they... That election was so divisive that it reincorporated everybody into, not everybody, but a large portion of the population into the left-right paradigm. People are more politically active now at the highest levels, not necessarily at, at a community level where, where, where you may actually make a change, but at the highest levels.
at president, people are more actively involved now because of, of, of Donald Trump and how divisive he was and how awful Hillary Clinton was and now how awful Joe Biden is, right? These three uh, political figures are responsible for the reincorporation of, well, uh, along with the outside sources like a Cambridge Analytica, but for the reincorporation of the American public into the left-right paradigm, into thinking that these people actually have your best interest at heart when they never do. They, they're not for us. It's like YouTube, right? We go to YouTube. Every, it was all good, right? We went to YouTube and we had all these uh, channels up there. You want to find alternative stuff? Man, you go to YouTube, right? You, you, you go up there and you can find just about anything. But now everybody's gone because it never belonged to us in the first place. You know, um, they, they, they wanted to kick everybody out and they did. And that was the end of it. You can't go to YouTube now to get anything. It's worthless, in my opinion. You know, um, same thing with our political system. You know, it's, it's, it's not for us. It's not built for us. It's, it's, there, there's a perception that it is. It's like the perception of, uh, of freedom. You know, in reality... We are not free. We're seeing that very evidently right now with everything that's going on, you know. But if we don't have our minds, we don't have anything at all, right? If, if, if we don't at least have ownership of our own thoughts, we don't have anything at all. And now that's in question. Do we even have ownership of our own thoughts? They're keeping us in these little boxes, a red one, a blue one, and maybe some something to far to the left and something far to the right. And everybody hates each other because of it. Right. And then they've extended it to the alternative media. QAnon is a thing. Right. And, and people are saying, yeah, you know, we subscribe to QAnon, especially back then, not so much anymore, but no, there's still a, a large portion of that, but regardless, it's, it's calm. It's come down. It's what I'm trying to say. But that divided the alternative media to the point where when I came out and said, Hey, QAnon is nonsense. This is nonsense. This is a work. You know, um, uh, Michael Flynn, who is one of the main figures in the QAnon movement. I mean, they, they, they throw roses on, on, the, on the floor when this guy walks. You know, he, it's, it's, it's to that level. This guy used to work for the SEL group. He used to work for the parent company of Cambridge Analytica to mold perception in other, you know, rogue countries that had, you know, terrorism, you know, and stuff like that. To, uh, to change their mentalities. It was mental manipulation that they were working on, and Michael Flynn was a part of that. They paid him to do this. And now he's a part of this QAnon operation. Evidently, like, he's admitted it several times, and then he goes back and says, oh, QAnon isn't a thing. Oh, QAnon is a thing. Let's take the oath online. Let's take the oath together, and, and with my entire freaking family on the 4th of July. But, uh, but no, um, QAnon isn't a thing. So he goes back and forth. Right now, he's touring the country grifting, making tons of money off of people that, that believe what he has to say. You know, and then, uh, and then Alex Jones is saying that maybe this guy should run for president. Good luck trying to get that to happen, regardless of that. Um, this is a, a giant mind operation, the whole thing. The QAnon operation the Cambridge Analytica operation, and it was all centered on us in the alternative. And then it spilled over into the mainstream where more people, quote unquote, woke up, right? More people woke up. Um, but what did they wake up to? You know, because we're saying so, so many more people are, 
are aware now of what's going on. Really? Are they, are they really aware or are they just backing another Trojan horse? Is that what, is that, is that what's going on? That's what I believe is going on. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And then they've completely managed to divide the country in so many ways. Now let's look at the, the vaccination issue that's going on right now. The, um, the medical dictatorship, right? Everybody is at each other's throats about this. How many, how many families didn't get together during Thanksgiving because of this, right? Because of this issue. And I believe ultimately that uh, companies like Cambridge Analytica, and there are more of them out there, what they seek to do is divide. It's divide and conquer. It's the, old, the oldest game in the book because it works, right? And we, during my lifetime, I've never seen, I've never seen the public be as divided as it is right now. So to, to, they were very successful in their, uh, in their goals, in achieving their goals, I believe. I wanted to uh, pull this article up. You, you mentioned that uh, um, Michael Flynn, and uh, this is the headline on Drudge today. Mm. Uh, Michael Flynn reportedly calls QAnon a CIA disinformation campaign. Yeah, yeah. And you, you would know. Right. You just alluded to the fact that, yes, on July 4th, was it 2020? Yeah. Right. He wanted everybody to take the pledge, you know, to it's become an, a keyboard warrior. Where we go one, we go all. He was <laughs> doing all the key phraseology to to push QAnon, yeah. he would yeah no absolutely absolutely uh, uh tone he he would sign his books where we go one we go all so if it was a cia disinformation campaign what was your role dude what were you doing because you were actively pushing it you know wh- why doesn't why doesn't he come out and disclose and not only is it a cia you know um uh disinformation campaign but um I worked for them. You know, I worked for the SEL group, you know, and I, and I did some of this stuff. And yeah, you know, um, um, you remember that video that I did on July 4th? Let's take the oath. Let's become digital warriors, right? And, and this is, that's a hell of a phrase because the, what was so different about the QAnon operation, and this is what was different about Cambridge Analytica, is that they incorporated the person into the struggle before we would be sitting on the sidelines, more or less, you know, trying to do things, but not this time. This time you were a digital warrior in the war. You know, you were the one sitting behind it. You know, you were making a difference, right? And we need you. And we need you to take the oath. As a digital warrior, these, these, these phrases came out of Michael Flynn's mouth. You can find them anywhere, right? He wanted you to do that. So he, he, we were incorporated in the LARP, the, the live action role playing game, right? We were completely incorporated into it. And, and that's what got us to be so invested because we were in it. We were a part of it. I, I took that term from you when you talk about a LARP, the live action role play and right. uh, something you said uh, months and months ago, uh, I mean, right after January 6, you said, you know, where does a LARP always end? <laughs> yeah. Go to the castle. Right. <laughs> right. And, right, I thought, right. and the, the, the mind control here. And I go, I fell for it. I'll admit it. I, I wanted to hear it. I wanted to hear it. Cause the thing, the thing is it's still right. Okay, because mm-hmm. I still believe in 
uh, having a country and sovereignty. I still believe in America first. I believe in that. I think every country should be, uh, you know, a, a nationalist, you know, do what's best for your country. Right. We don't do that. Right. You know, somehow that that became a no, no. But I, I think that uh, that that is correct. You know, that the the idea of of limited government and bringing troops home, and all that stuff that still resonates with me. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. It's just they hijacked. I think what was a what was about to become a natural, organic political phenomenon, it's like they knew it was coming and they got out in front of it to contain it. Of course. Right. Yeah. So very, very interesting. I love your your take on this. And, uh, you know, you should be if I could if I give out medals, if I could give out an award uh, for for hanging tough all through 2020, you'd be you'd be right up there, my friend, because I know how hard it was, uh, especially in all. And it's still it still brings a lot of ire in the yeah. alternative media and we right. let's you know about this about trump but let's let's um bridge this together you were talking about um cambridge analytica and then 2016 and uh, the the data mining and all that went on obviously if you don't have those uh, series of events then you don't get qanon and qanon right. to me i think is a poison pill i think it's just it, for those who subscribe to it or continue to subscribe to it, that that's really sad. But I mean, I think that that it created this, um, I don't know, it, it devalues actual research, like real true things, you know, because if you take, like say I brought up yesterday, like a research on the federal reserve or the JFK assassination, you say, well, you know, we definitely think the government was in on JFK's assassination, but also he's still alive. You know, like that, that's, <laughs> that's QAnon, right, like, right. Like, like the CIA and the mob did it, but also he survived it. And JF, I mean, it's just, they, they really believe that. And from a lot of listeners who don't, I mean, there, there's people that hundreds of people showing up in Dealey Plaza and they weren't just there. And you can, you can talk to this because you really do follow a lot of the QAnon threads and all that. Like you've been on top of this a while. They really think that both. Like JFK and JFK Jr. are still alive. Like he was born in 1917. <laughs> Be up there. No, they, they they really believed that. And I, I try not to follow it so much anymore. It's just people throw it at me and I'm like, oh, damn. You know, so I sit there and I got to look because it's it's fascinating. Right. Like I to to this is if you ever wanted proof of mind control. Right. People are constantly looking for proof of MK Ultra and all of this stuff that you ever wanted proof of mind control. Just you go no further than uh than what's going on that what went on a couple of weeks ago like super after the fact right like so many people have fallen off of it but but uh there were at least a thousand people out there waiting for in, in front of Dealey plaza waiting for jfk uh jr to come back and some of them were waiting for jfk senior to come back at the place where he was shot and killed we have footage of that not only that, they took his brain. His brain is missing. So good luck. How, how are you going to come back from? But, but then again, there's th this is all fantasy land. People just want to believe it. And you, yeah, you said and he's that. Vaccinated. So what's he, that, buddy? And he's vaccinated. <laughs> so he's, he's 104 years old. And thanks for the Trump juice. He's doing really well. He wants you to get it, too. The yes, he wants everybody. To get it. <laughs> and we'll be a lot better off for it. We'll, we'll live to 103 as a result. Um, you know, but... um. This is the prime example of the mind control that's gone on. And that that's the deepest level of mind control, in my opinion. You know, people that that still believe this and 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 believe it to the point where they're going to travel. People traveled there. People spent thousands of dollars, 
you know, um, and they didn't see anything. They didn't have, there, there were reports of people that didn't have food. They didn't have anywhere to stay. You know, they just wanted to be out there for the moment that, that JFK Jr. resurfaced, you know, and, um, it was a huge disappointment for them. But on top of that, like it, it, it hurt their bottom line. A lot of these people are very well-meaning people, you know, that, that really believe that, that want things to get better. And you, you said it, you said, I want to believe. And I say that all the time. I've been watching the X, well, I watched the X files when I was a kid, but I've been watching the X files religiously for about three weeks now. I have Sling TV, so it's gone on Comet. They play the X Files, and I turn it on it and watch it all the time. And it was that iconic poster. I have it somewhere. It says, "I want to believe" with the UFO there, and that's that's incredible for our times. We want to believe so badly that we can be taken advantage of as a result, you know. And these people, the people that are running things, the gangster class, they know that we want to believe. They're very smart. They've gained this out 8,000 times to the point where they can create a company like Cambridge Analytica and manipulate us mentally. You know, they know that we want to believe. So if they want to, they want, if we want to believe, they're going to give us something to believe in. And we're going to run for it four, eight, nine times out of 10. And, and you said you've fallen for things. I've fallen for things, man. And, and this whole QAnon operation has its roots. I, I, I want to say back to the Clinton Chronicles, and I think that happened in 92. Or 93. I'm not sure when that when that um, documentary came out, which scared the crap out of me, by the way. Um, maybe it was bef- uh, after that. I don't remember the date. Don't quote me on it. But it scared the crap out of me. And um, I think it has its roots, its roots back to that. But we can at least trace it back to um, to uh, what is it? Pizzagate. We can at least trace it back to Pizzagate. And I fell for Pizzagate to a certain degree. And that's not to say that there aren't things that need to be answered from a pizza gate. There are things that we still don't know, but we, the conclusions that we reached, we don't have concrete evidence for it, unfortunately, you know? Um, and from there, it branched over to a QAnon that set it up the whole Seth Rich, um, a murder and the DNC leaks pizza gate, Marina, Marina Abramovich, right. And the spirit cooking. You know, and and that that paved the way for QAnon. These people are blood sucking vampires, right? The Democrats and the Republicans under Donald Trump are going to fix things, you know, and there are white hats, you know, that are working underground on our behalf. And they've been doing this for quite some time. Right. On our behalf. But we don't we, we we didn't know about it because, you know, we weren't ready for the information, but now we know about it. We just have to sit back and watch. Trust the plan. Trust, Trust the plan. The plan. Well, to, to quote George W. Bush, you know, uh, fool me once. <laughs> uh, shame on. Well, we can't get fooled again. What he's about <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's you're so right. And I think how much of the, uh, the malignant. Uh, acid of QAnon, like the infection that it was and the mind control. And like you get people, normal, good hearted people that should be out helping us. Yeah. Right. And I think that's part of the neutralization plan. They got somebody else that one of the main things of QAnon was get your popcorn. Right. Oh God. Yeah. You're right. right. Yeah. That's, that comes up again and again. 
there's hidden codes. Everything's a Cracker Jack box. You know, something's being disclosed to you. You're, you know, it's just like a Christmas story when he gets the Ovaltine code thing <laughs> for the mail. It's very much the same way. But now you've got good intention people coming into my shop and I talk to people all the time, all the time. You, when you run into these circles, the people that are like good Christian people too, they believe Trump's still president that Mar-a-Lago is like the military surrounding him. He's going to carry out these orders. I have people come in here all the time and I just let it go now. I mean, I, I don't, I never really push back that hard because you know, I, I can't, I, I don't want to hurt people. I mean, I right. don't want to, I don't want to destroy their, their construct of their mental health, especially in these times, but that's so dangerous. I mean, you, you had Mike Lindell as one of these examples uh, that fell into that trap. And, you know, I, I love Mike Lindell and I think he's a great American success story, but he looks at the country the way I did when I was nine, you know, like what it, <laughs> what it does and what, like there's checks and balances and I, right. oh, it's, it's time to grow up. And QAnon I think is a, is a perpetual adolescence in a lot of ways. It's, it's stunted growth, um, arrested development. I mean, what, where, where do you think it's going from here? I mean, do you think that the QAnon work is, is complete or do you think it will do like part two, the reckoning, you know, with Trump 2024? Well, if, if he runs, it's going to come back for sure. Um, but um, I think that the controllers, right? Like, look at this. Let, uh, I'm going to step away from a little bit and, and, and bring it back. But look at what's going on with uh, with Pfizer and um, and what they're doing to different countries. Right. And uh, like Israel, for instance, <clears throat> they uh, they have an exclusive deal with Pfizer. Right. And it, literally they can't get any other vaccines. It's an exclusive deal with Pfizer. And um, in, in, in return, uh, you know, Israel gets the vaccines, as many of them as they want. Right. And. Uh, and uh, Pfizer gets the data. They get the information. That's what they want. Right. They say that is king. Information is king. It absolutely is. That's that's the deal. It's so. Pfizer is is running experiments on people, man, in my opinion. Right. And they're looking to see what happens in these different demographics in, in different countries, seeing what develops. And that's what I think uh, was a big part of the Cambridge Analytica op. How far can we take this? How far can we push this? You know, and uh, on January 6th, while there were tons of well-meaning people out there and there's a lot of questions surrounding the event itself on January 6th, I think they reached their apex. They got people to legit think that uh, Mike Pence had the power to overturn the election. And they got people to think that um, they were going to, by showing up, they were going to take their country back. And there's tons of evidence that points in that direction. Um, tons of footage of people saying, I want to take my country back. I'm here to take my country back. And if somebody's taking your country, you have every right to go take it back. So these people were manipulated into believing that this was the case. Our country has been taken away from us a long time ago. Okay, this is nothing new. But they believed that the Democrats, and this is part of the divide. I'm not, I'm, it doesn't matter how you feel about the Democrats and the Republicans, but most of these people believed that the Democrats were the evil. The liberals were the evil. And then there were the rhinos also, right? The the. Republicans in name only, right? That, that, that um, they were also the problem, right? That's the divide. That's the divide. That's what they seek to do. They seek to divide us on political lines. They seek to divide us on racial lines. 
they seek to divide us gender wise, where we male and female isn't a thing anymore. Right. It's all division. And then there's division within the division. In the Republican Party, there's division. There's division in, in the Democratic Party. There's the far left. There's the far right. In the alternative media, they cut us up like a pizza pie. There are people that subscribe to QAnon. There are people that didn't subscribe to QAnon, but they subscribe to Trump. There are people that didn't subscribe to Trump, but they thought the rest of the, of, of the game was screwed up. You know, I mean, and, and, and so on and so on and so on. It was all about a big divide. And when all of these people went down to uh, the Capitol on January 6th, I think that's when they were like, okay, this is how far we can push it. That was their crowning moment. Like you mentioned earlier, I'm like, what happens at the end of a, of a role-playing game? Well, not all of them, of course, but, you know, prototypical ones in general, in, in general terms. Storm the castle. What happens in Mario? You got to, you, you know, Super Mario Brothers, you have to go to the castle and beat Bowser. So they stormed the castle. That's what they did. They stormed the castle. It was the end of the role-playing game. They had finally made it to the point where they were going to take their country back. And uh, I think uh, the, the mind manipulators, the gangster class, they were sitting there taking notes. Like, wow, look what we were able to do here. And in 2024, and part of me hopes that it happens. Um, even though it's not a good thing, but it needs to get worse before it gets better at this point. It needs to get worse. So we need to just completely rip the veil down. It's got, it's got, it's shredded up. You can kind of see through it, but it's still standing. We need to like just completely bring it down. So why don't we just go for broke, right? Donald Trump runs again. He wins again. Four more years of absolutely nothing. And you will see the rise of QAnon, uh, again. If he chooses to run and people will subscribe to it, there will be more people that are skeptical, of course, but people will subscribe. There will be a growing. It's still there. Go on, go on Telegram or go on Gab and see what you find. You know, there's a lot of the alternative media that says, you know, oh, my God, we're, we're seeing such. So it's great movement. You know, it's such, such incredible growth. And that's true to a certain degree. But they're hanging out at, at Gab. You know, they're, they're hanging out on, on Telegram and, and on a couple of other these, of these places that um, provides a space for the QAnon community and, and, uh, and, uh, and LARPs like it to grow, right? And, and we're pretty much speaking to the choir there. You know, it's the same thing over and over again. So if people are waking up, what are they really waking up to? This is a very complicated situation. It's a very complicated mind operation. And to be honest, I don't know how we get out of it unless it gets like a lot worse that people snap out of it. And that's why I'm thinking, I'm like, let's, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Maybe we can get a Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump ticket. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get it done. You know, and, and, and uh, you know, it's like, it's like ripping off the bandaid, right? You rip it off little by little. It's more agonizing. Just take it off. And hope for the best after that. And, and I think that's what needs to happen in order for us to snap out of this. Their, their slogan could be lock us up. <laughs> <laughs> lock us up 2024. <laughs> dope. That'd be dope. Uh, that, you know, that, that is a great breakdown, Billy. I knew that you'd be perfect for this slot when I wanted to talk about this. Those two things really go together. And like the, you talked about, I mean, those of us who I consider myself a part of alternative media because I was in conservative talk and they didn't like me there. Um, my conservatism scared them. 
And uh, now I, you know, I get into alternative media and I find too, that uh, you pigeonhole yourself. And I think in a good way, um, kind of weathering these storms of insanity and, and uh, psychosis of things like, you know, the mind control of QAnon and what happened with Trump. And uh, yeah, it cost me, I, I'm I'm looking at, uh, you know, uh, opportunities I lost to broadcast, I guess, there really weren't opportunities because of the, the love of Trump and all the rest that goes with it. But there is an opportunity here for us to get more clarity, you know, to uh, to really get down to the essence of what's really going on. You talked about ripping down what's left of the of the veil. It's And I think that may come. But it, you mentioned it. It'll get worse before it gets better. I think I'm this. I'm in that same camp. I think that yeah. with the entire narrative, like it has to get worse before it gets better because people aren't learning. Like right. that, there's there's not enough. And 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 I think it's human nature to, and the 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 AI or whatever the hell created this psyop as QAnon knew that it goes after people's hopes. Like they want to believe that there is white hats, right? That they see the government that, that is that is satanic in many ways and evil. And they're like, wait, but we can control it. You know, if we just get the, you know, the next election or the next thing or the, you know, just trust the plan, just two more weeks. And uh, it's very seductive. So I get it. But it um, at the end of the day, it's it's hurting us. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad that uh, uh, you you've been out there for the last year and getting major podcasts and shows and talking about it. And I remember looking through the reviews on your podcast, which is a, by the way, folks, magnificent podcast. Uh, I found Billy Ray long before we found out we were on the same station, long before we became friends. I, I was listening to his show, big fan. I would tune in anytime you have a new download on the infinite fringe and he's got big numbers up there. He's been working a long time on the infinite fringe, great guests and great content. And then I noticed about midway through 2020, they started getting <laughs> all these negative. Yeah. And I thought, well, what's happening? And it was because, you were pushing back against against what was clearly, and and you could see through the op is like this isn't real, you know. Yeah. Whether it's QAnon or the Wayfair thing, all that stuff. Like you were you were pushing back, and I thought, well, I'm sticking with this. Guy. I can see what he's seeing, you know. This clearly, you weren't jumping on the hype, and I that's, I mean, I think that that kind of research and that kind of uh, courage to stand in the breach, I think that will be rewarded. So I'm I'm really glad that that uh, that you were here today. Man, I appreciate you for it, Tone. You know, and um, I, I I lost a lot of audience over it. You know, but um, the, the, you know, there comes a point that you have to look at yourself in the mirror, right? I can't I couldn't sit there and go along with it. I don't care how many how many people I got to you know back me and how much money I could have stand to make. There were so many outlets out there, you know that that were fully, you know, uh, powered by QAnon that made tons of money, you know, and and fed fed so many people so much crap. I couldn't do that. Um, and maybe, maybe I, I, I could have been a, a little bit more palatable in the way I delivered the message, you know, cause I was pretty passionate about it, but, but, um, ultimately I don't regret it. You know, it, I had to, I had to do what I thought was right, you know, and, uh, and, uh, it, 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 it it's fake, you know, QAnon is fake. Um, Wayfair was complete nonsense, you know, and so many people ran for it, you know, and, and uh, and 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 I fell for a lot of Pizzagate, you know. I, I I fell for a lot of it. I didn't fully subscribe, but I was I was there. I was I was seriously considering it. And then I I figured out that I was being set up. I was being set up to believe something else. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god. And that's a tough realization to have to sit down and say, wow, 
all of this stuff that I worked on, I've been working on the fringe for about four and a half years. And, and I would look at some of the, some of the stuff that, 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 um, that I did and that I put out and I was like, Oh my God, like I, I did that. I, damn, that sucks. Cause that's not true. You know? And I'm like, damn, you know, let's, well, how do I move forward from it? And I just did, I just, whatever it is, what it is, you have to speak your mind. You know, you can change your mind at, at any point in time. That's what, that's what growth is, right? Tomorrow I'll learn something new. And I'm like, oh, I was wrong about that too. You know, and, and I'll be, I'll be wrong more times than I'm right, but I'm going to try my hardest to at least be genuine uh, about my feelings and communicating that to the people. Thank you so much, Tom. Oh, absolutely, Billy. I, you know, my broadcast, I learned a long time ago uh, and I know marketing pretty well. I know exactly what to say. I know exactly what to say to get a larger audience. I know exactly what to do, but I won't do those things because I don't believe in them, you know, because when you, when you see, and I know I can see that in you too and others that I, that I associate with. So you've got the infinite French podcast, Billy. Uh, you got the radio show on aftermath.fm uh, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, uh, 8 PM central. Uh, you just rebranded that prime time with Billy Ray Valentine, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I love it. I listened last night. Uh, live then, on air too. <laughs> <laughs> it live on air. That's great. And that's the way you do a lot of things. Um, and then we got our show America Unplugged. And uh, this is something I'm really proud of. You, me, and the great Don Jeffries on Saturdays on Rockfin, uh, 11 a.m. Central Time, every Saturday on Rockfin, America Unplugged. And, of course, we have the podcast. Right. I put it all, all of Don's work goes up there. But we have a, an hour-long discussion every week. I don't always agree. It's not an echo chamber. Um, when each of us has a unique perspective. You're in New York City. Yeah. In the Bronx, New York, right? Yes, sir. And uh, been there pretty much your whole life. Yeah. No, 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 New York really well. And uh, you've you've endured Cuomo. How did you survive it? How did you how are you surviving de Blasio? Ugh, good Lord. Um, it, it's it hasn't been easy, man. Um, you know, and, and Cuomo has been torn down to the point where people don't like him anymore. And I couldn't I couldn't be happier for that. De Blasio's gone now, too. He's been replaced with something else that probably doesn't, you know, it isn't going to make much of a difference. New York is New York. You know, it's it, it for a long time it, it was the greatest place to be. And it still is. I love it here, but you know, I can't do a lot of things that that I want to do now because of the restrictions that have been put on people who actually know what freedom is and want ownership over their own body. You know, and uh, and don't want to take the vaccine, you know. So uh but um I love it here ultimately. Um, and, uh, this, this place is what allowed me to see what Donald Trump was. I'm not special. Um, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't have a crystal ball or anything like that. I was just exposed to this guy for a lot longer than most of America, you know, and, uh, he is not exactly the greatest person, uh, on earth to put it lightly, you know, but I, I was exposed to him here in New York. Um, so you get to see a lot of things. You get to meet a lot of people. You get to see a lot of different perspectives. And while this place is extremely liberal, um, there is there are people here that think uh, otherwise, you know. And uh, so it's a good place to come. Not so much anymore. I, I don't know if I can recommend people come to New York at this point in time. But if you got here before all of this hit, you would have had a blast. Well, maybe someday. Well, you're definitely welcome out here in the Ozarks. We've got a We'll carve out a little bit of land for you. you just come and stay. And fantastic. Uh, I mean, it's it's not exactly the city. You're gonna have there's you have to put up with the coyotes and uh, the owls and even my rooster, who I should have named Trump. <laughs> I should have named my my rooster. Woke me up. He's always crowing and jumping up on stuff. And then 
if when you turn your back, he runs up and hits you. And then, you know, if you, if you turn on him, he just runs away. I thought somewhere I should, he's always bragging about his, his coop and how great it is and how big it is at the best coop. You know, and, uh, <laughs> <My> <laughs> look at all my hands. Look at my hens. They're the greatest hens. They're all mine. All of my hens. They're so good. I mean, the best. I mean, take a look at them. And this coop that Tony Atterburn created for me. It's such a beautiful coop. It's the best coop. It's a golden coop. <laughs> He's my neighbor. <laughs> my, my rooster. Billy Ray Valentine, folks, uh, the infinite fringe, uh, it, you know, a great researcher, great podcaster. You'll love his shows. Go subscribe. Follow Billy Ray. Uh, you'll be glad you did. Billy, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it. Shouts out to David Knight. Listen all the time. God bless you guys. Bye. Thanks, Billy. All right, folks, uh, we're going to go into the third hour, which means we're going to have open lines. And then you guys are going to have to be a little bit patient with me because I'm again, I only have so many hands. Right. And uh, Beans the Brave is doing security. She's not in charge of the phone lines. So we've di we've discussed this. She can't watch the door. And I mean, we could be attacked by uh, intruders or chipmunks, woodland creatures. And uh, Beans is not going to allow any of that to happen while I'm on the air. So. We're going to go to the phone lines and I'm going to pull up D live. Also stand by for a commercial. Let me pull up D live. I'll get up the comment section. Hope you guys enjoyed Billy Ray. One of my good friends, always fun talking to Billy. Billy makes radio easy. Very, very easy. All right. So let me uh, run a commercial. And uh, we'll take a, a tiny break, a real quick break, and uh, I'll be right back. The Common Man. They created Common Core to dumb down our children. They created Common Past to track and control us. Their commons project to make sure the commoners own nothing and the communist future. They see the common man as simple, unsophisticated, ordinary. But each of us has worth and dignity created in the image of God. That is what we have in common. That is what they want to take away. Their most powerful weapons are isolation, deception, intimidation. They desire to know everything about us while they hide everything from us. It's time to turn that around and expose what they want to hide. Please share the information and links you'll find at thedavidnightshow.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. If you can't support us financially, please keep us in your prayers. thedavidnightshow.com And absolutely go to the davidnightshow.com. Find a way that you can contribute. Find a way that you can join this fight. Every time you contribute, every time you go to Cash App or send David Bitcoin or subscribe on Subscribestar, you are sending a message right, to those who would control us, to those who would uh, have us uh, abandon our futures and our faith. 
right? That you're not going to go quietly. You're not going to go gentle into that good night. You strike a blow for truth each time you contribute. This is real, right? This is one of those things that, you know, there's a lot of churches that you can contribute to that aren't really going to carry, you know, the, uh, the message of your faith and, and your values forward. They're not really going to stand on principle. David Knight stands on principle. I know this because I stand with David. And I've watched him, and I've uh, I've seen up close how he works, and I've seen uh, the amount of effort that goes into this show, and it's uh, it's awe inspiring, ladies and gents. So let's see if we can put uh, this number up, the number to call into the show. And again, this is experimental. <laughs> We're going to be running a few uh, simulations today, and I think tomorrow will will go even better. I've got another researcher on. We're going to talk about this is subject matter. I wanted to. I told Travis I'd fill in. I wanted to bring some researchers on that um, have never been on the David Knight show uh, one uh, and two talk about things that have never, I mean, never been said here um, and uh, that are absolutely well-researched and verified. And we're going to talk to another researcher tomorrow in the similar vein to Cambridge Analytica and QAnon, how important it is to keep your, your eyes open, to do your own research, right? To verify things with your own effort. Right. Just don't get sucked into a narrative and how important that is, because there's something about the left right paradigm that you need to be made aware of. OK, so the number to call in is four one seven two three one four nine five one. Again, that's four one seven two three one four nine five one. I'm checking this one more time. So if you'll call in uh, to that number, I will get you. I'll take I'll, you'll get on the air. And if somebody could, let me see if I could type that into the uh, the D live chat. If I can't, uh, maybe somebody can for me. 417-231-4951. All right. So the last third hours. Okay. We already got a call. We're going to, we're going to try this folks. Stand by. Welcome to the David Knight show. You're on the air. What's going on, Tony? This is Frank from Michigan. Hey Frank. I was, uh, just listening to your, your guests there and, you know, he hit the nail right on the head and uh, it, it with the tribalism and everything that's ensued after these last few elections. And if you ask me, it's, it's been a beautiful setup. We've had, you know, the, um, the uh, Shakespearean actor, very eloquent Obama. And then uh, we had the Trump, you know, a bull in a China shop kind of guy. And now we got the bumbling Joe Biden. And it just seems to me that they're installing these guys. You know, I hate to say that, but, they're just installing these guys to do what they need to do to cover up for the bankers and the rest of the unseen hand that runs everything. Yeah. It's like the new politicians are just clowns and buffoons who they just dump all their blame onto. And I guess they, they get a golden parachute. I mean, they get to go to the fancy dinners and the cocktail parties and, and fly over to Epstein Island or whatever is the new Epstein Island. And, uh, you know, all these, these benefits for just being a, a, a lightning rod, but they don't really actually, they don't win these elections. They they don't, they don't actually govern. That's what I think that's what the, the facade around all of this is, uh, is falling away and we're becoming more aware of. One more quick thing. The scariest thing about this, Tony, cause I want other callers to be able to call in. The scariest thing about this is at nine years old, I realized Hulk Hogan and Andre the giant were not mortal enemies. And that was all an act. The American people who are college. I mean, we're not, it's not like we're a third world country. You shouldn't be able to pull the wool over our eyes. They don't see this. This is so clownish. <laughs> you know, you got to, I just pray every day and try to keep positive. Thanks a lot for taking my call, Tony. Thank you, Frank. Thanks for calling in. You're the first caller. Worked excellently. Oh, 
<laughs> Thanks, Frank. Yeah, great call. And so again, this is uh, uh, you know a limited capability system. So if you if you call in and you don't get us, just keep calling, and uh, I'll I'll put you through. It's it's so I can't do call waiting. I don't have a call board, uh, but I can see it pops up on the screen when you call. And uh, I want to get to as many callers as I can. Uh, Frank was absolutely right. I mean, you've got uh, it, it's it's a I don't know if it's fear. I think maybe it is. Um, it's kind of an arrested development where people, um, they have a hard time accepting that things could be that corrupt, right? And you're talking about people not accepting uh, the fact that these these people are puppets and uh, clowns and buffoons. And I think that was decided a long time ago. It hasn't always been the case, but it was decided, uh, I think, sometime after uh, Breton Woods. All right, we're going to go uh, to another call. Stand by. Welcome to the David Knight Show. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Great show. Rick DeSantis, 9-11 survivor, and I've uh, done several shows with David on his previous shows. And uh, outstanding job this morning. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you, Rick. Uh, it just frustrates me to no end to see the same strategies, the same games, the same psyops, played over and over and over again. Uh, when warp speed was rolled out, it triggered me because many people don't know, but a lot of us victims of 9-11 were um, administered a lot of these medications that came out of Fast Track. And if you're not familiar with Fast Track, Fast Track was the same medical waiver, same exemption waiver, same emergency use authorization dealing with fluoroquinolones going back issued by George Bush Sr. in 1991. No uh, clinical testing, elimination of the 10-year uh, clinical trials for approval with the FDA, and many of our military, I think approximately 14,000 died from these injections and over 100,000 became disabled totally. Many people look at things as if they view everything, incidents, for example, 9-11, a good example, from a TV. So they're distanced from it, and it is a one-dimensional view. And after about a month or two, their interest wanes. But I can assure you, being at ground zero and never leaving until I collapsed around 2006, um, it never went away day after day. We lived through them blocking investigations. We lived through them blocking scientific investigations. We lived through them hauling 400 dump truck loads of the debris that should have been investigated, daily thrown on barges, brought to China, the steel being sent to China so they could build the bridge that now connects them from mainland China to Hong Kong that they used to march their army across. Um, we're back and forth. And as you said, divide and conquer. And it's very frustrating to see the IQs of the masses being lowered every day. Uh, this mask simplicity is just beyond comprehension. It's very, very sad. And you see an accumulation of these psyops and incidents, and they just keep piling up and piling up and stacking up on top of each other. 
And it just gets worse and worse because the people don't hold anybody accountable. We literally have, I think, the new definition for politician is simply thug. I think so. And, you know, you talked about the loss of IQ, and uh, I really do appreciate the call and everything that that you've talked about. Uh, and, and be sure and call back again. Uh, maybe we can do a longer uh, a longer uh, conversation on Oh, I absolutely on, on would that. love to, and I don't mean to interrupt you. And David knows who I am, and I've done shows with him. And I was in both towers with both planes inside. And I can assure you, I lived it. Please. The story that you were told is a complete farce. And I know just watching them come down, you can figure that one out. But I greatly appreciate you. You're doing a great show. Love, David. Honorable man. And you guys keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for the call, Rick. And I was, you know, uh, the IQ, you know, there was a story I didn't get to today up on the New American, you know, the studies that are out, what they've done to children with these masks. You know, uh, not only instilling the fear, but in, in the the mass, the mandates, all that is is causing them to lose IQ points. It's uh, it's child abuse. It's it's murderous, really. I mean, they're taking away, they're amputating children's futures, and it's really disgusting. Oh yeah. So I appreciate your call. Oh we'll yeah. Talk again soon. Thank you. Bro. Thank you. God bless. God bless. All right, folks, we're getting I have two calls in uh, to to the show. Oh, sorry. To reach the show, it's 417-231-4951. All right, we're going to go to the phone lines. Welcome to the David Knight Show. You're live. Hi. Sure, turn down um, your, turn down your radio me, if you don't um, mind. Mute me. Yes. Good morning. Um, Ginger here from Texas. And I have an idea um, that my be able to coalesce all this information that we have uh like the little pamphlet common sense in order to yes in and old jefferson said educate and inform the whole mass of the people that's your only um uh, what's the word for liberty and there's a difference between liberty and freedom uh, so anywho, my suggestion is for someone to kind of get all these, this information together. I was just uh, looking at Leo Zagami's that speaking of the melding of uh, the artificial intelligence and humanity so that they, we totally get rid of humanity and then um, there's just so ma- so many other uh, Michael Tellinger, the Ubuntu. We need to get rid of the money out of the system. Money needs to be taken out of the system. And interestingly, in the very Federal Reserve Act itself, which instigated this fiat system in America, whatever, the last condition is that Congress at any time has the ability to abolish this act. And so it's a corporation. So when you abolish a corporation, what happens? All the assets go back to the shareholders, which in this instance would be us. Uh, it's interesting, you know, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Leo Zagami and he talks about the cyber Satan, you know, the, uh, 
the transhumanism that is very real. And of course it's funded by your friends at the central bank. All of this is a central bankster reality. And you bring up the fact that, uh, that it is unconstitutional really. I mean, we're not supposed to have a central bank. Only Congress can coin money and that's in the constitution and it has to be gold or silver. And, uh, they abandoned that long ago. So we, we have an illegitimate monetary system uh, run by psychopaths for lack of a better term this morning anyway but uh yeah you bring up some great points and i i appreciate the call i'm going to continue to to keep the calls rolling but thanks for listening to the david knight show and supporting david certainly welcome appreciate you Best. all right folks you can call into the show it's 417-231-4951 and i i'm not forgetting my d live uh comments Let's see. Uh, let's go to the comments on D Live, and of course, we'll be looking for for calls as well. I don't know if you guys can keep uh, monitoring that for me. Make sure that we're putting up the uh, number on the screen. That's four one seven two three one four nine five one. I see. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. I see a comment. Tony, pick one book behind you that changed your life. I will. I'll do that. Let me get to this call. Welcome to the David Knight Show. You are on the air. Oh, hi, Tony. I'm uh, enjoying your uh, show this week. Thank you. Yeah, there's so much uh, I could talk to you about. Uh, re with respect to QAnon, I can't recall the site where I read it, but there's um, back in the early days of Soviet Russia, there's this thing called Operation Trust, which ran from, if I recall correctly, the early to mid-20s. Yes. And the QAnon phenomenon is modeled on that. Now, what the Bolsheviks are trying to do, because if you'll remember, they didn't really have good, solid control on the Soviet Union until the mid to late 20s. So what they did with Operation Trust was that they supposedly had a Menshevik or a white general giving out you know, hints and whatnot like QAnon did. And this did two things that not only pacified the opposition, it identified them. Yeah, that's what I've always said about uh, QAnon is that it was a data mining operation uh, more than anything right. else. It was a way to 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 identify any opposition that you might have to head them off in like a preemptive strike, if you will, and then neutralize them all by all at the same time. It really is pure evil genius and they were able to do a man this is not somebody that came up with this on a message board this is way beyond grifting uh this is more sophisticated and so uh you're exactly right, right. and that uh, op was operation trust and this was like in the Bol the pre-bolshevik or bolshevik era you know it was meant to uh from what i understood of that operation that the soviets ran is that they were giving this false hope right this false um sense of security yep that you could trust their plan and all the rest. And then meanwhile, it's just a, you know, they're, they're continuing to ramp up the war against you and ultimately dominate. So that's what, again, we're the, 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 yeah. the, the things I, under I, the I sun, right? With Trump too. I was a big supporter of his, you know, as I was watching David, he just, I connected with David because I studied a similar discipline in school. So I appreciate his uh, methodical, logical engineering mind. And, um, and uh, that and watching him stand you know, there like that old cartoon character, like, duh, which way did he go, George? Which way did he go while Fauci ran the country during yeah. 2020? Just uh, so disgusting. He did nothing about the uh, 
the riots and people are saying, oh, but he couldn't send the military in. But he could have frozen George Soros's assets, and he didn't because he was oh, partners absolutely. with George Soros. There used to be a Chicago Tribune article detailing how Soros had helped give $160 million to Trump to do the Trump Hotel Chicago. That article's been pulled offline. I mean, I used to share it on Twitter and whatnot, but uh, I, I don't know. I just uh, – I got taken in by Trump. I just – I uh, – yeah, you know, he's a globalist piece of garbage. He's a traitor. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. You're calling in. Well, this is the David Knight show, so I, mean, I can't completely speak for David, but uh, I think he and I are on the same page. You know, he was early on, you know, the Trump is a traitor to this country. And I'm like, wow, that's a pretty bold statement. You know, I totally I think that's mild from what I think now and things I won't say on a family show. So I was really, yeah. I really do appreciate your call. And thanks for uh, thanks for supporting. Yeah, I'll be contacting you. I, I emailed you and you wrote me back. I'll be uh, contacting you soon about uh, maybe getting some uh, physical medals in my possession. So, well, I appreciate that very much. All right. We'll talk soon. Thanks for the All call. Right, bye bye. All right, folks. Well, this is a lot bigger response than I thought I was going to get. I had a comment on D Live. I wanted to answer is there's a book on my bookshelf that changed my life. There's a ton of them that did. Every book that you read, every hand you shake, every person you come into contact with is who you are, really, and every experience you've had. And I think books are, a, you know, a, a way to uh, to help you grow. Like you can get a lot of wisdom from books. Like you can't learn everything, but there is wisdom. It's learning from other people's mistakes, not having to live it on your own, right? Not having to go through all of that. But I think one of the books that uh, behind me that really uh, changed the trajectory of my life was The Death of the West by Patrick J. Buchanan. And I say that a lot. I talk about it a lot. It is, um, it's a cornerstone of my, of my thinking. Uh, and I, I read it when uh, I was my, my last uh, couple of weeks coming home from uh, my combat tour in Iraq. And uh, they're there in the first year of the war. And uh, I started to read Pat Buchanan and, and uh, I had heard about Pat. I'd watched him with my grandfather growing up. You know, he was on CNN's Crossfire, but I didn't realize what an intellectual he was. And um, reading the death of the West really changed my perspective because it it goes outside of the the norm of conservatism that you've been taught. You know, he talked about populations. He talked about uh, immigration as a weaponized thing. He talked about cultural Marxism. I didn't never know was never exposed to that. And for good reason, like we weren't supposed to win the future as conservatives or Christians. We were supposed to be neutralized. This is my understanding of what happened to us the last, uh, many decades is that we were led into a, um, kind of a cul-de-sac, a no win area where we were, we were corralled. And because uh, if we were going to win the future, we'd have won it. And we weren't going to win it with the type of people and type of leaders uh, that rose or were put at the top. You know, um, I know <laughs> I remember th listening to, to uh, the late, great Jim Mars, and he called um, George W. Bush a post turtle. And this is something he talked about when he was a kid in Texas. Every once in a while, you'd see a turtle up on top of a post, a fence post. And uh you would say, well, there's a turtle on, they call him a post turtle. You know, he's up there. You see that he got up there that high, but you don't know how he did, right? Somebody put him there. And that's what, uh, our leaders that got us to this point where, you know, we have drag queen story time and our culture's disintegrated and we harvest, uh, the organs of our young, like the Aztecs to create medicines. And we're forced to get experimental jabs because an orange man did operation warp speed and we all bought into it. Right. 
uh, we get to this reality and we compromise all those ways because of small steps and because of people that were installed, right? Because we ignored the warning signs. And that's what I got from uh, the death of the West that led me to, uh, to my current broadcasting career. So I appreciate the question. Okay. So again, uh, phone lines are still open 417-231-4951. If you call in and you don't get me, I will get to you. Uh, it, it just, it doesn't have a, uh, a call waiting system that I can really uh, run by myself. So uh, <laughs> just uh, be patient with me. 417-231-4951. And I will pay attention to uh, the D live chat. It says, thanks, Tony. I appreciate that. I, I got a really nice email yesterday uh, from a listener. I, I get, you know, I always remember too um, that, you know, there, there, there is such a thing as uh, negative feedback. I get that too. And it doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. Uh, but I really do en enjoy the, uh, the nice emails and uh, people saying I'm doing a good job and that David would be proud that that makes me as a broadcaster, you, you have no idea how much, uh, how uh, that makes me feel. So I appreciate that. All right. So let's go to the phone lines. Welcome to the David Knight show. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. This is Tony. Hey, Tony. First thing I want to say is I kind of chatted yesterday about moving that bottle on top of your shelf there, and I seen you did it. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I'm 57 years old with a family of four, and I'm kind of scared right now, and I don't really know what to do. My wife and I and my family will not get the shot, and she's almost going to lose her, her job with the family, I mean, with the North Carolina schools. You know, we're, we're just going to stick by and not get the shot. What do you think? So say that again, that you want to, you're looking at having to get the shot. This is a family member. And then what, what's your, what is your question? The, the North Carolina schools where my wife works, they're almost demanding her to get a shot. And right. if she doesn't, she might lose her job. I understand. Well, the, the, the thing that you need to do that I'm, I have friends in the, uh, nursing industry, uh, people that work in defense and they're standing their ground. What they're saying is you have to fire me and they're going to keep pushing for the religious exemption, asking for extensions, uh, asking, you know, to, for appeals, you stand your ground as long as you can, you make them fire you, you make them right. You make them let you go, but you fight with the, with what you legal means, you know, uh, which is your right to you know, stand on religious principle, find some of these, uh, uh, there's great templates out there and people that have made the case before and have, have gotten exemptions and, you know, by using this, these similar templates and, and what other people are saying, and, you know, you put your own story into it, but I highly recommend if, if I was facing that, and again, I have very close friends, dear friends that are facing the same thing. I would, uh, just stand my ground. I know that's, that's not great advice, but other than, you know, we have to just stand strong. So I hope that helps. Yes, it does. And just to add one thing, there was a poor eighth grade child last week, you know, he was perfectly fit and he died of a massive heart attack, heart attack. And he's like 13 years old. You know, that's very sad. It's very sad. And it's, a, it's sad what's happening all over our country and with our culture. And uh, we just have to stand strong and support each other. But uh, and, you know, I appreciate you calling into the David Knight show and supporting David and um, yes. I'll, I'll keep you in, in my prayers and anyone that, uh, is going through this. We're all, we're all in this together and we're all here for a reason. 
Thank you. Thanks, Tony. Thank you for your call. I Bye. appreciate it. All right, folks. Uh, I, I, again, I'm really I'm so amazed by the response on the calls. It, uh, <laughs> I didn't expect to get so many. Um, and I hope that helps. You know, look, uh, I, I'm not in that situation. I'm in small business. But I will tell you that uh, there is a a point where, you know, I can be shut down. Um, and especially if I get on somebody's bad list or whatever, you know, in the, in the business that I'm in, that's the risk that I take. Um, and, uh, you know, I have to weather that we're all vulnerable, but uh, if we have faith and we just keep pressing forward, I mean, that is our strength. That is the remedy. And, uh, just don't take no for an answer when it comes to your livelihood. I mean, you stand strong, you have God given rights just because these, uh, hyenas, right? These, uh, these Jacobins have hijacked the system. Doesn't mean that, uh, your constitutional rights and God given rights are, are null and void. As a matter of fact, they're more important than ever. So stand your, stand your ground, look for advice, uh, and make them let you go. All right. We're going to continue to take calls. This is so much fun. Welcome to the David Knight show. You're on the air. Well, how about that? I got through. Tony, how are you? It's Raybo. I'm your free-ranging, genophobic, heteronormative, Caucasian, Christian American. <laughs> I am at the top of the menu for the globalists. Yes, you how are. are you today, sir? You're a specimen, sir. Well, I, I appreciate, uh, first of all, uh, I'm humbled by your, your Christmas gift. I've, I've got it in a, a special area that it's going to go uh, behind me, I'm putting it into uh, a little shadow box or something that the arrowhead that you sent in the coin. I really do appreciate it. Uh, your support uh, over the years has been great. I know that you support David and uh, have made uh, you made me a commercial. Most I have to play it sometimes. Maybe I'll play it before the show ends. Uh, something that that Raybo did for us. So for for Wise Wolf Gold well, and Silver. You probably deserve it. I mean, I mean, look at your birthday. You've probably been getting gypped for years. <laughs> probably deserve it. Yeah. Well, it's December twenty yeah, sixth. Christmas and your birthday. I mean, come on. That's okay. Well, I'm today, okay with it. Yeah, I got. I just want to shout out. You're doing a great job, man. And it's been fun listening this week. A lot of people have given me feedback about. Ironically, you're talking about just the things they want to hear about. So you've done a great job filling in the spot. Um, the only thing I wanted to bring up briefly. You know, you know of my situation. I have autoimmune. I'm in stage four of autoimmune-induced cirrhosis of the liver, and it was caused by H1N1 and H5N1 vaccines. I was a hazmat team first responder. I was forced to take them. And so I feel like I get to testify. I get to say what I, you know, and that's the whole thing. Is like, if you can't speak from your own personal, how you've been affected by vaccines, then what, you know, that's, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm used to talking to you personally and not over the air. So I'm a little nervous, but you, should you understand be. what I'm saying? It's like, if you can't testify to what these vaccines in four years time, it's called the silent killer for a reason. That was the picture of health. I had just had a total shoulder replacement at age 44. And by 48, I had a totally dead liver unbeknownst to me. So I want people to be aware of this at bare minimum. That is what they're staring down <laughs> in their future. If this doesn't exacerbate or amplify some other underlying condition, and and so it's this vaccine, in my opinion, is much like what's the word I want to use? It's it, they have deniability because it 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 
it, it foments in so many different directions and it has so many different causes. But I think at bare minimum, you're going to skate by with autoimmune by the time it's over with. And, and, and I just want to caution people. It's again, feel people out. And, and, and if they've already taken a shot, then digress. But if you can save a life, I'm sorry, that means everything to me. And, and I just want people to continue to fight. If you're hearing something, don't, don't dissuade it. Listen to that inner voice. Listen to that still small voice. Anyway, I love you, man. You're doing a great job and uh, best wishes. And I hope David gets a much needed vacation and I'm going to let you off the air and I talk too much as it is. So I appreciate the call and I'll, I'm going to keep you in my prayers and uh, that, you know, God does perform miracles. So you, you stay the course soldier. Okay. Amen, brother. Right. Take care. Thank you, Raymo. Folks, we are taking calls, and I get amazing calls like that. Uh, one of my supporters and a supporter of the David Knight Show, big supporter. Maybe we'll play a song here towards the uh, – he made a song for Wise Wolf Gold and Silver. He, he heard my uh, – <laughs> maybe I'll play the commercial. David did a commercial for me. I had a, a, a jingle written a while back when I first uh, started this project, and I love my jingle. It's got a wolf howl at the end, and David did a great commercial for me, and uh, we play that on the podcast. Maybe I'll play that sometime. Uh, it's one of my prized possessions. Like, Hey, David Knight cut a commercial for me. And, uh, and Raybo said, well, I can do one too. And he sings a, <laughs> he sings a song and has, uh, has some video images. It's a lot of fun. So maybe we'll get to that, uh, here before the show ends. So let's take a look at the, uh, the D live chat. I, I'm, this is, uh, when you get to the third hour, uh, you know, it's, it's great to know that I can, I can go to you guys and, and see what you're saying. And, and, you know, a lot of the, what you get with open source intelligence and conversations, uh, is so valuable. Most people don't realize that, but you know, you, there's many minds working together, finding things and you learn from your audience. If you're willing to listen, uh, there's an amazing amount of things to learn. So, uh, let's see. Just ordered that book, The Death of the West. Uh, thanks again, Tony. I appreciate you. You'll look. This is a book from two thousand two, and uh, it it aged very, very well. Uh, Tony, when did you first detect that Trump was a fraud? Man, um, so it became. It's kind of like uh, I went through the five phases of the dying. You know where you know, remember Kubler Ross, uh, that psychologist that wrote the. I think that's uh, the first stage is uh, is denial and then uh, there's uh, anger and then depression and then bargaining and then finally acceptance. I went through something similar with my Trump support because, you know, I'm I'm in I'm on conservative talk radio. I've got this audience. I fought for Trump to get elected. I wanted him to be elected really bad because I believed in these things he was saying that, you know, Billy and I talked about like Cambridge Analytica and these other. I mean, it was so perfect. They captured me in, in my uh, my beliefs and my passions. And I remember just, just going to bat for him. You can go back to my old broadcast and I would say things like, well, you know, I finally get to the point where I just start throwing up my hands and being like, well, you're the president. You know, I did lots of broadcasts for, I think one of the last ones I did for, for David at his previous employer, I would talked about, uh, well, you know, when he said that you might not see me for a while, you know, when he's talking about big pharma is after him and he says a lot of things about that. You might not see me for a while. And I go, well, I'd be so cryptic. I mean, you're the president. If you feel under threat by somebody, you're the commander in chief. You have a responsibility to right or wrong. If somebody's really strong arming the president, they're strong arming the people's. I don't like this, this back and forth, this cryptic, you know, coded language. And I thought that was really silly. And of course, Operation Warp Speed. He really, I guess at the end of the day, um, 2020 just wore me out and we got to stop the steal. 
I said, uh, I'm done. I mean, not that I was supporting or anything, but, uh, you know, I went and I voted for Trump. I did all that. And <laughs> that's to my own, uh, I don't know. I'm disappointed in myself, but I saw like the kids that were lining up trying to get people to come out and vote. And I felt bad, you know, like they were attacking children in MAGA hats. And I thought the MAGA is the most benign, non-threatening movement this country's ever had. I mean, it does, it does nothing. I mean, you just have a tweeter in chief. It's, it's nothing. It's not even harming the other side. And I thought you're hurting children. So I went and voted, Uh, but uh, no, stop the steal a company with operation warp speed. Um, I mean, I was just, I was, uh, exhausted by the end of that. And again, people, there's still people doubling down. I see in the alternative media and the conservative circles, like they have double think like they can, they want Trump to come back, but they don't want the vaccines or the mandates. And I'm, I'm totally blown away by that. I, I just, I don't know how to square that. So <laughs> that's, I hope that answers you. It was, I think it started with him not getting anything done. I say 2019, uh, because I got tired of covering up the excuses. I called it the calculus, the, the cowardly calculus, because you had to get on air. This is what me. I had to do five nights a week in San Antonio that I was sponsoring, by the way, I didn't get paid for that. I was paying for it. And I was thinking, okay, I gotta, I got, I can't lose all my audience. So I would do the calculus, right? Where you're like, he can't act because he has it. Oh my God. So exhausting. Oh, you know, he can't act because he never intended to, you know, that's the hard pill to swallow. All right. Yeah. Call in is 417-231-4951. <laughs> the D live chat is interesting. I can't read all your comments, you know, um, some of us, <laughs> some of us uh, do come here for the truth. Yeah, I appreciate that comment. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, so we got the, the call in number 417-231-4951. Make sure I'm not missing anyone. I know that uh, uh, last time I looked up on the call board, there was like three in a row, and I can't obviously can't uh, can't go to all of them. <laughs> all right, I think we're getting a call here, so let's go to the line. Welcome to the David Knight Show. You are on the air. Do I have you? This is the David Knight Show. You're on the air. Okay, we lost that one. Sorry about that, folks. Call back in. We'll see if the connection goes through. All right. You were listening to the David Knight Show, by the way. <laughs> I'm Tony Arterburn, filling in for David Knight. And we still need to get to, uh, don't let me forget, audience and D-Live commenters, that I'm going to forget to give you guys the gold and silver breakdown. All right, stand by. We'll try this one more time. Welcome to the David Knight Show. You are on the air. It's like we, we're not getting that caller all the way through. Hello. Okay, I think I have you. Oh, okay. Hey, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Thanks for calling in. All right. Hey, hey, this is Homeboy from uh, D Live Chat. Uh, I think you're doing a great job, Tony. Uh, I just wanted to ask you about uh, the big elephant in the room uh, of uh, Zionist influence on our government. And I want to just want to give you three facts to back that up. Uh, first fact, uh, 9-11-2013, Edward Snowden revealed that the NSA 
ships or does a daily data dump on all Americans, all that data that they collect on all Americans. They, they uh, do a daily data dump raw, unfiltered, unchecked to Israel every day. That's never been refuted. It's never been addressed. Uh, second facts, uh, Cynthia McKinney, former congresswoman of Georgia, uh, revealed that she was forced into, and all members of Congress are forced into signing a pledge of allegiance to Israel, a foreign country. That's never been addressed. Uh, as a result of her exposing that, uh, she lost her next election because they, uh, I've talked to uh, yeah. Cynthia McKinney. Yeah, she's she's been on uh, America Unplugged, and what a super uh, sweet lady and nice and smart. Really made that show. I have a lot of respect for her. You know, we come from different backgrounds, but Cynthia McKinney said that she would uh, come out to the Ozarks, and she wants to me to teach her how to shoot an AR-15. <laughs> so that would be a really cool video if I get Cynthia McKinney out here. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, that's the elephant in the room. That's why a big part of the conservative uh, movement has been hijacked in so many ways, because we have to first see what a foreign government thinks about uh, our policies. And uh, that has been disastrous. David's brought this up many times. I mean, people talked about uh, Trump having Russia, Russia collusion being controlled by a foreign government. It wasn't the Russians. It was the Israelis. I mean, clearly, he even Trump himself said uh, what a month or so ago that uh, Congress not being controlled by the Israeli lobby uh, like they have been in the past uh, and they should be like he, he was saying that it was a tragedy that they weren't. And so, yeah, I think all the, the influence of APAC, you know, back in the 90s, Pat Buchanan got in trouble for just literally just saying that the, the Gulf War uh, was, you know, the first Gulf War was, you know, there was an amen corner in APAC. And uh, that's all he said, that they they supported it. And he he was get, thrown through the gauntlet. Um, but I mean, we've seen that to be an absolute disaster, having so much influence from a foreign government. Um, and again, you know, this is a, did you touch into areas of Christianity and Christian Zionism? And I left, um, you know, my own church where I was, uh, as a kid, the way I grew up. And, um, I read, um, the book, uh, truth is a lonely warrior by James Perloff. And that helped me understand what Christian Zionism was. And look, it doesn't mean, I think you get into the, to the realm uh, and I'm not speaking for David here. This is my own thing. I think you get into the realm where people say, well, if you're not, uh, you're not supporting this foreign government, then you somehow are anti-Semitic. And I, I want people to be safe and happy and healthy wherever they are. And every country has the right to push forward their country's agenda, whether it's through lobbying or diplomatic pressure or whatever, but just don't say that you're not. I mean, that's the thing is the Israeli lobby is very powerful. There's a book on my shelf behind me that my wife got me called, uh, a none dare speak out written by a congressman about this very issue. And uh, so, no, you won't find me. I, I think people want to test out your, um, your, your bona fides, right? Whatever it is, if you, if you're, uh, you know, flying to Israel and everything as far as the conservative movement, no, I'm not. And I'm not against them. I just don't, uh, I, I, I'm not going to kiss that ring and I'm skeptical uh, when a foreign government, uh, you know, has so much sway and influence. And I'm, I want to know things like why did the uh, dancing Israelis, why, weren't, why were they held for 70 days and then let go? And why did they say on Israeli television that they were there to document the event? I have questions. You know? So there's lots of questions uh, pertaining to that. But I do appreciate your call. All right. Well, thank you. I would just add my third thing, and that's the Voltaire concept. Uh, you, you know, if you want to know who's in power, have you uh, 
you know, who can you not criticize? Um, that's, and that's just true. for simply pointing out facts, the facts that, you know, how many billions do we send this country every year that we don't get to vote on and we, we're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> anyway, that's, thank you. Great show. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Good content. Yeah, th- this is, uh, it's one of those things that you're not supposed to, none of those areas you're not supposed to go into, but we just had a nice, you know, I thought that was a reasoned conversation on the issue. And, uh, there's questions to be, to be answered in that realm. So no, I'm not afraid to go there. All right. Uh, Answer is four, one, seven, two, three, one, four, nine, five, one. And, uh, I'll go back to the D live chat. You guys were, I know you're going to remind me on the gold and silver prices, but let's do that real quick. First, I'm going to, I'm going to answer this call. So you'll be on the air, but stand by for the audio. Uh, right now, gold at 1,785 Luciferian Bankster notes per, per troy ounce, 1,785 Fiat Federal Reserve notes per troy ounce is up $12.77 since the opening. Uh, today, silver's down in the clown show economy, $22.51 per troy ounce, and uh, it's down uh, 29 cents off the opening. But here's the funny thing about this. Uh, I'm going to be doing orders today in the back office for uh, for silver and gold. And I'm going to see, again, unknown delay to get, uh, and this is just for generic silver rounds. And a lot of things I'm between two and th- 30 days out for new stuff from the mint. But this is just another example of how uh, the clown show economy uh, continues where you have less of something. You have scarcity, you have massive ordering, and then the stock price goes down because of the spot price, because of the bullion houses, and because of people like Jim Cramer. (laughs) Jim Cramer types uh, who think this is rational. You should dig into that, Jim. You want to find something that's mad about the money? Look at the actual money. All right. Welcome to the David Knight Show. You are on the air. Hey, Tony, can you hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead. Hey. uh, first of all, doing an awesome job. I listened to David uh, since his last employer, and now I've been following him ever since. And uh, I'm a truck driver by day, and uh, from one soldier to another, you know, thank you for your service and what you've done for this country, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate um, you. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I just want to also put out there as well that uh, for the military, anybody that's dirt serving, uh, don't, don't give up. I, uh, on, if you don't want the shot, uh, I just had my PHA, my physical health assessment. And luckily I got a provisional, um, profile to where, uh, I don't need the shot. And that was because I did my work. I did follow my sergeants on what they told me to do and follow what they told me to do without getting either the religious or the medical. And I got the medical, exemption so far right now but uh luckily this is my last year because i'm not re-upping this is it's just not the same army that uh i joined and it's just i can't deal with this woke stuff but i can't, I can't that's imagine what, uh, what, i can't imagine what you're going through uh, you, yeah you know i wanted uh, to ask you do you um just real quick before i let you go and i appreciate the call did you have a, a you said you worked with your chain of command and and you know got them everything they needed did you follow a template? Were you shown somewhere where you could go and, and, you know, maybe have a better shot at getting the, the exemption? There is a template that they put out through the unit that uh, came down through the chain 
uh, it shows basically how it would how it would go uh, the day that we were supposed to get the shot at our PHA. So we, if we refused the day that we were supposed to get our immunizations and our PHA, everything that same day, if we refused, we would have to get a counseling from our commander of our unit, then watch a video, for 20, a 20 minute video on the benefits of COVID, getting the COVID vaccine. And then we have to wait uh, a, uh, another period of time. I think for the army, it's June. So between that time of the, of the pro of the um, counseling statement and till June, then we have to get the, get the uh, either continue with the medical, try to get the documents for the medical or meet with the chaplain and meet with the battalion and get it all straight with that. So that way you can either get your religious or your medical exemption. And if you don't do it by then, then they're going to start the process. This, this is coming from the National Guard aspect. Uh, I know it's a little bit different for the, uh, active duty because my buddy, he's over in Germany. He, he got the shot, but he was telling me the same thing, almost the same thing. Uh, and that way they will start the process of get pushing you out basically because they don't want you in there. Right. They can push and push. And I think that's the one thing that, um, the, the, the bridge they haven't crossed. I don't know if we'll see like, you know, Jim Cramer, notwithstanding where you talk about, uh, forcing and people to get the jab or Alan Dershowitz style, throwing them in a room and sticking a needle in their arm. Um, they haven't done that yet. And of course I talked about Greece, uh, this morning and they're going to find old people, or older people, elderly people, the most vulnerable because governments are fantastic. Um, you know, like $114 a month on, you know, to not get the jab. It's like they, they want to get to the force, but they, it's, it's, it's like a line they're not able to cross. And maybe that's just God almighty protecting us. But, uh, I, I do appreciate your call. Yeah. Great information. And thanks well, for I, I supporting wanted to say David. One, yeah, one more thing. It's about my wife, um, towards um, anybody on the civilian side as well. My wife, uh, if there's anything about doctors or anything like that, people are scarce of, there are good doctors out there. Me and my wife found a really good doctor, nurse practitioner, uh, and she basically, she did all her homework as well. She got um, her, our pastor and she went to this doctor. She went there to for her work because they were trying to push her to get the um, the shot as well, and she was literally crying at night as well, the same as that last caller before. So right. don't give up. There are yep. good doctors that actually do not believe in the shot. Yep, never, never give right, up, medical ladies exemption. and gents. Yeah, I appreciate the call very, very much. Thanks for supporting, David. No problem. You take care. All right, bye bye. All right, folks, we've got, uh, we got more calls on the way. I, I'm, I'm very humbled by this, by this response. I hope, uh, we get some more later in the week. Let me, let me open this phone line up. Welcome to the David Knight show. You are on the air. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for calling in. I'm good. <clears throat> so like your last caller, I'm a, I'm a truck driver and I listen to David frequently. I love his show. I love him. Um, appreciate what he's trying to do for our country. And, uh, if I can, I'd just like to share a little bit of scripture. The one thing that, uh, that kind of bugs me about how he lumps us in with, uh, these people that are, uh, kind of destroying our country, our children, and how he says sometimes we, as a people have allowed this to happen, we are part of this, so on and so forth. Um, <clears throat> so it's, uh, 
out of Matthew, and it says, uh, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build up the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sep- sepulchers of the righteous, and say, If we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Wherefore, ye be witnesses unto yourselves that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill ye up the measure of your fathers. Ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? So my point is, I think we need to separate ourselves completely from these people that are pushing vaccines that are paralyzing people that are giving people myocarditis, pericarditis. uh, uh, And I totally agree with David that we need to uh, charge Trump, uh, Fauci, anybody that's involved, uh, the CEO of Pfizer, Moderna, uh, AstraZeneca, you don't hear much about them anymore, but uh, with war crimes and crimes against humanity. And yeah, that's about all I have to say is that we need to uh, separate ourselves com- completely from the evil deeds of these people like Fauci who have uh, tested AIDS vaccines on orphan children in yes. New York while they suffered. I, I and, agree with you. And I, die needlessly while we do nothing. Absolutely. 100%. I appreciate the scripture this morning. I'm going to let you go, but I will talk about uh, a little bit about that same scripture when you, uh, when we're off the air and get you, I'm going to, I'm going to move right. on to the next call. I appreciate your call. Thanks for supporting David. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll speak to that. I mean, he was mentioning, um, in the, where the, the blame lies. I think when you, when you're given the information and, uh, it's not like this information hasn't been out there, um, but you know, when you say I'm powerless, you're really not. Um, I think, uh, when you, when you want to, uh, uh, distance yourself or ab- absolve yourself from any blame, I think we're all responsible for our current reality because if the, if we're not, then we actually have no control, which I don't believe that we have no control. I do. I think we have a lot of power when we take responsibility and it just begins at the ground level. It begins with us. So that's all, that's what I'll say to that. I think that's what David's alluding to is that, um, once you, once you uh, take responsibility, then you can make change. All right. Well, let's see. I, I thought I had a caller come in. And I lost that one. Let's uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to the David Knight Show. You were on the air. Uh, good morning, good Tony. Morning. Yes. Hey, Tony. Wow, I can't believe I actually made it on. So, um, I uh, I just wanted to cover some points for the viewers. I'm I'm a um, very, very consistent listener to the show. I just wanted to talk about some things that are happening that people are not paying attention to. So, for example, the first thing, uh, sorry, I just went for a run, run, so you have to excuse me a little bit out of breath. Um, uh, so Donald Trump made some statements that everyone should be aware of. He, he, um, he made some references that the Pope also made that were all children of God. And so this is a this is a huge unprecedented uh, alignment with the federal government and uh, the Vatican. And uh, everyone understands that um, Martin Luther, for example, Martin Luther was one of the fathers of the Protestant Reformation. And um, 
he believed that the the Vatican, the papacy, was going to be the Antichrist. So that is a very, very strong historical precedent that everyone has participated in because we're Americans. And so, um, you know, uh, the American response was a uh, response uh, as a, uh, um, uh, what am I trying to say here? It's, it was a rebellion against uh, tyrannical monarchies when we rebelled against the British monarchy, right? When we came over to America. <clears throat> and, uh, oh my gosh, I'm out of breath. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so my point, my point is that I want everyone to take a look at um, the fact that Donald Trump, he was in a movie. Um, he, he made a movie called uh, The Devil's Advocate. And in The Devil's Advocate movie, there's a scene that takes place in his apartment over in, in New York City. And uh, Al Pacino, when he's giving a speech, Al Pacino refers to himself as, the, uh, as an absentee landlord. So that's clearly a reference. It's, it's very, very interesting. And uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu actually went and stood in that place with Donald Trump. And the pictures are online, for example. So that is something that people need to pay attention to because the Pope, for example, in the Vatican, uh, it's a very, very big deal with what's happening in Israel. And so Israel, for example, Israel, there's, a, there's an ongoing debate of who the land is uh, actually owned by. And Israel has made an, a, a position basically that they're not going to grant citizenship to Christians. They're only going to grant citizenship to Jews. And so this is a huge deal because Israel, for example, has a lot of resources. And uh, they have made unprecedented deals with all these different nations. And so one of the things I just want to mention to your viewers, for example, is that we need to pay attention to what's happening with the theological debate regarding Israel and oh, what absolutely. that actually is going to mean important. for our future. It is very important because it affects so much of our politics and our outcomes. I was talking to them like three calls ago, and uh, oh, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I think this is a good – when you see the, uh, the response from religious leaders, whether it be the pope or some evangelical pastor, so-called, you know, uh, what's happened in the last year, it's been a great unveiling. And one of the things that Jesus said, you know, he says, uh, lift a stone and you will find me, cleave the wood and I'll be there. Um, we have the ability – we don't need a leader. You don't need uh, we don't need a church per se. When we can have small churches, we can have gatherings, we can have all that. But these mega movements, whatever they are, and especially the large churches, I mean, they seem to just let you down. They don't seem to be a force for good anymore. Uh, if they ever were, they, I think you know, looking at the Cold War, uh, Joe, uh, Pope uh, John Paul II was uh, was effective. At least that's my understanding of history in combating worldwide communism as a as a Polish man, but. I just think I think you're right. And, and uh, you, you talk about uh, being aware of, of what these other nation states are doing, especially like Israel, very, very, very much into the totalitarian surveillance state. And uh, uh, the, the jab is very and, important. And Tony, I just want to mention that Israel, for example, the country of Israel is a response to a fallen world. And that is exactly what the Constitution was. It is a response. It is a decentralized form of government to a fallen world. Correct. But and, see, the thing is, is that. The, the, they're bringing a theocracy. People are confusing communism with a theocracy. They're very similar. It's a centralized totalitarian top-down approach to governing. Right. And so now as the world is, is responding to this fallenness of our, you know, the, the debt crisis and the LGBTQ response, it's kind of falling into a theocracy again. And that is what all the founding fathers were worried about. And that is what Martin Luther was worried about. And if that does happen, we will find ourselves back under the Pope in the Vatican 
whom is clearly going to make a claim that they are the chosen children of God and that their version of the of the scripture is the correct scripture, right. which would mean that it would it would mean that you know what do you think that means? It means that we're going to go back under the law, we're going to go back under the um, <clears throat> the seven sacraments or the Noahide laws. That is inevitable, and so that's what's happening right now, and people aren't paying attention to it because Fauci, for example, excuse me. <clears throat> Fauci's a Jesuit. Right. It's uh, on his government biography. And that means that, you know, that means that he believes the Pope is the apostolic lineage of, the, of Peter. That means that he's the continuation of Peter. And that's a very, very big deal because that, that means he brings the he, he, he believes that the Catholic Church is the one that's bringing the kingdom. That's well, a big deal. You and made so, a point earlier about, have uh, to pay attention to that. about the differences, you know, what the American revolution was. And I got, I have to end the call, but I want to talk about this. Uh, I do appreciate it. Thanks for supporting David. Thank you. No, thanks for listening. Thanks for, uh, I, I have a blessed day and um, thanks for listening. Bye. Uh, thank, thank you. Uh, so, you know, he mentioned something about the American revolution and David's mentioned this before. And in closing, I, I will say that uh, David is absolutely right. If you go back and look at the American revolution, it was a conservative revolt. It wasn't like the French Revolution, which was proto-Marxist, the Jacobins. It wasn't about you know just tearing everything down. It was about a revolting against the British Empire. The British had become an empire. They'd abandoned the concept of uh, you know representative government, the Magna Carta, all with what their actions were when they had colonization. Right? This they became a massive military power, and so the the founding fathers, those who fought in the you know 1776 and the American Revolution. That was very much a conservative revolt against uh, something that had, had metastasized into an empire. That's really what we are now, folks. We're not the Jacobins. We're not the French Revolution. You know, the answer, and as 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 fun as it may sound, I think you know. Uh, and those, believe me, um, bloodshed is never fun. But you hear about like the you read the tale of two cities, the guillotines, and you know Robespierre and all these. I mean, it that's it just turns into um, the terror. It's actually called the terror. You know the they're in the French Revolution and there's no they, you know, they had the Church of Reason. They sack all the, the church buildings. It's an absolute disaster and it's demonic. It's satanic. Communism is the operating system of, of Satanism in the material world. That's all it is. Uh, and communism isn't necessarily a religion. Right. But it's an implementation of satanic principles. And uh, that's why I think we all stand strong against that is what we need to do. It's been a fun show today. I'm going to. Bring up the outro. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, all new uh, new show with a, a great guest, uh, John Brissom, one of my good friends. We're going to talk about uh, the, uh, well, I'll save it for tomorrow. There's some, there's some stuff concerning a council uh, of foreign relations opposite that you're going to want to know about. Okay, we'll get into that. It'll be fun. Thanks for tuning in today. End of transmission.